following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The NASCAR Busch Series races at Indianapolis Raceway Park for the 16th time tonight in the Kroger 200. This fast, very flat 5.8 mile oval has given us tremendous racing over the years, and tonight should be no exception with less than 7 tenths of a second separating the field. Because the competition is so tight, track position and pit strategy will be keys to winning the race. Bush pole sitter Randy LaJoy says deciding when to make the one pit stop needed to finish the event will be a huge factor. Some guys might short pit us if it's 80 laps and some guys are going to pit. And if we don't pit, we're going to have to pass those guys later on in the race. So it's going to be a big track position deal and hopefully we can have a good pit stop and then get back out front because this is a hard way track to pass on. LaJoy leads a field of 39 drivers to the green flag, hoping to become the first ever back-to-back -back winner of this event. From Indianapolis Raceway Park, the Kroger 200, next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. A capacity crowd has jammed Indianapolis Raceway Park to see what has become known as one of the most competitive and exciting NASCAR Busch Series events of the season. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's coverage of the Kroger 200. I'm Alan Bestwick along with Joe Moore at Indianapolis Raceway Park. The NASCAR Busch Series has been coming to this speedway since the tour was formed in 1982. And over that time, we've seen about everything you could ever imagine seeing in a race from strange and unusual endings like Chuck Bowne having to pull over while leading in the final lap several years ago because his safety belts came undone to cruel twists of fate like last year when Hermie Sadler and Chad Little were racing for the win with 17 laps to go and a lapped car crashed in front of them, and they piled into the accident from behind, handing the win to Randy LaJoy. We've seen many strange twists of fate here at IRP. In 15 years of racing at this racetrack, only one driver has won the event more than once. That's Morgan Shepard. He got the 1982 and 1984 editions of the race. Since that time, there's been a variety of different drivers, many of whom got their first and in many cases, only NASCAR Busch Series victory at this racetrack. Steve Grissom did that in 1990. Tracy Leslie won for the first time in 93. Jason Keller got his first win here in 1995. There's a number of other names on the winner's list throughout the years. But in tonight's race, there's only four drivers who are former winners here. Defending winner Randy LaJoy, 1995 winner Jason Keller, the 93 winner of the race Tracy Leslie, and the 1987 winner of the Kroger 200 Larry Pearson. The storylines of tonight's race will be hard competition, including a high premium on passing with a heavy dose of pit strategy thrown in more on those storylines and a visit trackside with some of the favorites to win tonight's Kroger 200 when we continue our coverage from Indianapolis Richard Petty for new goodies PM powder I want to tell you about something brand new from the folks at goodies it's called new goodies PM it's the first nighttime pain reliever in powder form new goodies PM gets rid of pain fast like regular goodies and it has an extra ingredient to help you get to sleep. So the next time you get one of those pounding headaches or other aches and pains, and you can't sleep, try New Goodies PM. Say goodnight to pain with New Goodies PM powder. For occasional use as directed. 
Are you the diehard fan? Sears Diehard Battery and MRN Radio are looking for the most devoted NASCAR fans in America. Do all of your kids have drivers' names like Kale, Daryl, and Dale? Even the girls? If someone said that you were petty, would you consider that a compliment? Tell us what makes you the diehard fan of the year. You'll be judged on creativity and originality. 22 weekly winners will receive a diehard fan racing jacket. One of three finalists will be the honorary starter of the diehard 500 in Talladega and attend NASCAR's award flight in New York. Entries on supporting material will not be returned. Mail your entry to MRN Radio, Box 2888, Daytona Beach, Florida, 32115. For a complete set of rules, write to MRN Radio. Contest ends September 21st, 1997. Back at Indianapolis Raceway Park, counting down to the start of the Kroger 200 on a magnificent night. To be at a racetrack anywhere in the United States could not count on better weather conditions than we've got tonight. Temperatures just cooling off from what was a pretty warm afternoon down to very pleasant shirt sleeve conditions here in the evening as the fans settle into their seats for the start of the event. The driver who will lead the field of the green flag is the current series championship leader, Randy LaJoy, qualified at an average speed of 111.193 miles an hour yesterday afternoon to take the bush pole. LaJoy up 58 points on Todd Bodine coming into the race, won the pole and the race a year ago. Can he become the first repeat winner of the Kroger 200 in back-to-back -back years? Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee, is with Randy LaJoy. Well, the first positive for Randy is going to sit in Ellie May tonight, your, one of your favorite cars, if not the favorite car. Randy Bushpole won her last year again this year. You won the race last year. Judging from practice, is this car capable of winning tonight? Absolutely. Uh, you know, base motorsports puts a good race car on those, especially Ellie May here. This is it's probably my favorite race car. It has an attitude all its own, just likes to go fast. And uh, <clears throat> the outside is the way to go here, and uh, we're on the inside. So, uh, we got there in a hurry last year, and we'll hopefully get there in a hurry again this year. And uh, if everything goes our way, pit stops, uh, crew has a good night. I hope to be in victory lane. We need another win. We haven't won in about a month. So uh, say hi to my family and all my friends back home, and uh, hopefully we'll put on a good show tonight. When you were out there practicing today, like you said, the outside lane is the way to go. But is there other ways that you can pass at this racetrack besides just riding the outside? Yeah, but the guys in front of you don't like it because you got to put defender to them. Uh, you know, you, that's about the only way to do it. I mean, you're going to have to, you got to have to run hard, and uh, you might have to get the guy a little loose to get up underneath him, and uh, he's going to have to cut you some slack. So, uh, hopefully, we won't have to worry about passing anybody except lap cars here. That's that's one of the things here about IRP. You have to qualify well, and uh, I'm not a good qualifier, so I put a lot of emphasis on myself to really come here and, and concentrate on qualifying because uh, it sure is hard to pass. And as much as I like running into people, I, I hate it. So, <laughs> I'm just going to hopefully not hit nobody and uh, stay off front. 111.193, the Bush Pole winning speed for Randy LaJoy. Mike McLaughlin of Waterloo, New York, has run the Kroger 200 three times in his career, and every time he's finished in the top five. Last year, finishing second, and second is where he starts here tonight. Winston Kelly of Rock Hill, South Carolina, is with the man they call Magic Shoes. Mike standing beside his red and yellow Chevrolet. Mike finished second here last year. Fifth in the truck race last night. You've always had good runs here at IRP. What is it about this racetrack that suits you and your driving style? I'm not sure what it really is. It's, it's a unique racetrack. It's a momentum track. Maybe I'm just a little bit better on the momentum tracks. So we got a good car here today. Uh, hopefully we'll have the Royal Oak Chevrolet up towards the front all day. What is the secret to a good lap here? Just being smooth and being consistent here. It's, it's a place where... It's not your normal short track where you can drive it in the corner, you know, roll through the center and pick the throttle up hard. You, you have to roll into the throttle early, feed it enough throttle where you can keep a nice line. You give it too much, you break it loose. Uh, 
If you don't give it enough, it tends to drive the nose. It, it, it's kind of a finesse racetrack. Smooth consistency, the name of the game tonight for the Royal Oak Chevrolet driver. He'll roll off second. Tim Fidoa starts third tonight. Tim scored his best finish at Indianapolis Raceway Park in four tries a year ago where he came home in the fourth position. Has eight top ten finishes already in 1997, which is more than he scored in all of the 1996 season. Let's hear from Tim Fidoa. He's with Jim Phillips. Is Tim Fidoa on the team? Are they up to par the way we'd want it this season, or did you expect more? Well, I, I think we're, uh, we've had a chance to win some races, so uh, that's all we can ask for, you know. We, we just got to do it now, and uh, they give me the equipment, and uh, the team's been working real hard, pit stop practices, and I've been working hard mentally, and uh, hopefully uh, we can put it all together tonight. We got a good little race car, and uh, uh, we'll just see what happens. Your opinion, what is the key for Tim Fiedewa to visit Victory Lane tonight? You've run good at this racetrack before. I, yeah, we have. I think just... Uh, you know, keeping the race car under me and, uh, you know, not tearing the fenders off the thing and, and using my head all night. And uh, one, we're probably going to be one pit stop, and it's got to be a, the best pit stop these guys have ever done, and they know that, and I think they're ready for it. Tim Fidoa, he starts third tonight. Closing in on the start of the Kroger 200 from Indianapolis Raceway Park. Back in a minute. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Bush Series. Tonight, the Kroger 200. Sponsored by Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Just listen for details during today's broadcast by Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the car's more champions trust by Wagner Brake Products. When it comes to your car or truck, don't stop with anything less than Wagner Brakes by 76 products, makers of NASCAR high-performance motor oil, by Brewery Fresh Budweiser, who reminds you, fresh beer tastes better, by Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. In the heat of summer, the coolest sound is the comfort of your Luxair Central Air, by Kraft Singles American Cheese, every racer's favorite slice, by Lance, Hungry? Have a Lance Peanut Butter Cheese Cracker. It's not just peanut butter, it's peanut better. By NASCAR Filters. Licensed by NASCAR, made by Wix. Coming soon to auto parts stores everywhere. By Track Auto. Get all the parts you need at prices you can afford. If you can find it on your car, you can find it at Track. And by WCW's Road Wild Pay-Per-View, Saturday, August 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Call your cable or satellite company to order now. The field of starters in the Kroger 200 has rolled from their grid positions along the main straightaway of Indianapolis Raceway Park, about to complete the first of three pace laps that they'll make before the green flag waves and the 21st event of the NASCAR Bush Series season gets underway. Motor Racing Network glad to be here to bring it to you live tonight. Right now the field setting their pit road speeds behind the pace car as they work their way around the speedway. And again, two more laps around before they'll go back and get the green flag and start this event. This racetrack a little bit unusual than most of them. It's got some banking to it, but not much. And really what separates this from most racetracks, either you got a bank track or a flat track normally, this racetrack's got banking, but it's where that banking is that makes this racetrack different than most. The banking that provides the best speed is up against the outside retaining wall, and that's where we will see the car. It's really doing their moves here this evening. Trying to pass on the inside is usually a futile move. If you can get up on the outside and 
get your car kind of placed up alongside your competitor there, chances are you could make the move. And, of course, what he's going to try to do is get back up in front of you before you get on the straightaway when you can actually make the move. But you'll hear us talking about a lot of scrapes up against the outside retaining wall because they do go up pretty high in the turns and try to get up there and use as much of that banking as they can. Bottom side of the racetrack pretty flat between 6 and 8 degrees of banking up by the outside wall, the very closest part to the wall where the drivers will tend to run. Five-eighths of a mile around this racetrack. Field at the start-finish line now, getting the signal in one more lap. We will go green flag racing. Let's bring in the fifth voice who will help us call the action from Indianapolis tonight. On the back straightaway is Mike Bagley from Milford, Delaware. Thanks, Alan. Good afternoon, everyone. Position on a platform on the outside of the racetrack at the end of the backstretch with a great view looking back from my position back to turn two. As Bush Polson or Randy LaJoy mentioned, the outside lane is the fastest way to go. What you want to do is dive into turn one, free up the car so it drifts up the limited banking and almost scrapes the outside wall. The key is throttle management. Ease back into the gas before you get to turn number two and protect the inside lane because some drivers will try that inside move. However, like we've mentioned, those moves will be futile. The key is keep it high and keep it fast. I'll cover the action off turn two and down the back straightaway here tonight. So that the scene now as the field works in turn number three. The pace car already behind pit wall. 39 drivers set to go 200 laps in the Kroger 200. Crowd on its feet as the field comes off turn four. Down for the start. Couple of Chevrolets in the front row. Randy LaJoy and Mike McLaughlin across the line. Green flag is out. And LaJoy is the man who jumps out in front first, leading the charge into turn one. McLaughlin falls in line behind him in second. Joe Bessie falls into the third spot. Tim Vito was fourth. Now Jeff Fuller peeks down to the inside side for that fourth spot. He'll get back in line for side-by-side -side battle as Tony Stewart inside, Glenn Allen outside. Glenn Allen will move ahead of Tony Stewart for position. Stewart now left to race side-by-side -side with Matt Kenseth as Tony's still trapped in that bottom lane we've talked about already in the broadcast. LaJoy up a couple of car lengths back to two. Mike McLaughlin also has a couple of car lengths in second over third place, Joe Bessie. Now Tim Beedle gets a little restless, pokes the nose of his Chevrolet down to the inside but gets back in line before turn three. Beedle is still battling there trying to get that third position. Got a good run on Bessie going into the corner. Now off turn four again. He drops down to the inside of the track. Tries to complete the pass before they get to turn one. Still dead even coming into the corner, but Fidoa has a nose out in front. Racing for the third spot side by side. Two Chevrolets. Fidoa with the advantage down low. Joe Bessie draws even to the outside. Drag racing for the third spot in turn three. It will be Fidoa clearly making the pass now into the third spot. As they come off turn four, Joe Bessie will be fourth. Jeff Fuller tries to make a low run off the corner on him and get that spot away. He'll not be able to do that. He'll fall back in line and try and protect his rear flank as well. Well, that battle lane from third on back has allowed the front two to pull away. Those two being Randy LaJoy and Mike McLaughlin. Side by side for fourth. Jeff Fuller down to the inside of Joe Bessie in turn three. Fuller opens the lane down on the inside going into the corner. He'll get by Joe Bessie. Here's Jason Keller. Trouble on the back straight away. One car spins down to the inside. Jimmy Foster comes in. A huge cloud of dust on the back stretch. Dick Trickle trying to find his way through. The track is completely blocked by the dust raised by two cars spinning down to the inside on the back straightaway. Scott Lagacy, the first of those to spin out of traffic, down and caught the inside wall, kicking up that big cloud of dust. Larry Pearson caught in the aftermath of that accident. Dick Trickle has driven away. Pearson and Lagacy now uh, trying to move from where they came to rest up against the inside wall, halfway down the backstretch. Both, though, will go at least a lap down as the field comes by them. Pearson does drive away. Lagacy's car continues to sit up where it came to rest against the inside wall. So caution for the first time at lap number five of the Kroger 200 after Scott Lagacy tags the inside wall halfway down the backstretch.
It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Continuing to work the caution at now lap number seven, about to be eight complete of 200 in the Kroger 200 at Indianapolis Raceway Park. They are working to remove Scott Legacy's damaged machine from where it contacted the inside wall halfway down the back straightaway. And hopefully we will get back onto the green flag in just a moment as the cleanup vehicles are beginning to disperse and head back to their positions around this 5 8 mile track. Looks like the damage on Larry Pearson's car is a little more extensive than we first thought. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. Well, we've gotten around here, Joe, to look at his car, and it uh, is extensive damage to the front of the car. The whole left side, just in front of where the door would close on your normal passenger car, has been pulled away, the left front fender, and about half of the bumper section, the left side of the front bumper section, also pulled away from this Ford Thunderbird. Larry Pearson still sitting in the car as the crew continues to work on it, trying to pull some of the sheet metal and metal bars away so they can get him back on the racetrack. Pearson has taken over the job of driving that car for the rest of this year. Jimmy Foster was the previous driver, but Speed Vision has now uh, authorized uh, the team to go ahead and go with Larry for the remainder of the season. Tonight's broadcast of the Kroger 200 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Indianapolis Raceway Park to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. Field has gotten the signal. We'll go back racing next time by working now in the middle of turns one and two. Randy LaJoy, the leader, with Mike McLaughlin second, Tim Fito a third, Jeff Fuller fourth, and Jason Keller fifth. Now the restart going to be called off because one of the safety vehicles hasn't quite cleared the speedway yet, so it'll be another lap under the caution flag before we see the restart. Continuing our look at the field, we gave you the first five, Jason Keller being in fifth. Got Joe Bessie in sixth, Glenn Allen seventh, Matt Kenseth in eighth. Ninth would be Danny Edwards, and Tony Stewart will run 10th, Delton Sawyer's 11th, Tracy Leslie 12th, Dale Shaw 13th, Nathan Butkey 14th, and Steve Park 15th, Hermie Sadler is 16th, Dennis Setzer 17th, Robert Presley 18th, Stevie Reeves 19th, and Todd Bodine is 20th with Elliot Sadler now running in the 21st position after having started in the 19th spot. So just basically the way things broke over the first few laps is that double wide traffic sorted itself out into single file formation. And now the problem, if you're some of those guys back like Elliott Sadler and so on toward the tail end of the top 20 or worse, going to be about a half a lap behind when we wave the uh, green flag, especially with Randy LaJoy having clear racetrack ahead of him. You uh, will have to keep a very careful eye on the lap times. Make sure you don't get lapped in short order here. LaJoy, LaJoy was pretty good on that initial start. He really got away from Mike McLaughlin in a hurry, and so, yeah, he's going to stretch it out just as far as he can. Also, the factor that with, uh, in the first uh, 10 laps, we haven't seen that much side-by-side -side racing throughout the pack. Most of the guys kind of 
felt like this is early in the event, too early maybe to be jumping out of line and trying to challenge. So, yeah, the guys further back are going to be even further back once we get a few laps under the green flag. That's about to happen now as LaJoy leads the field back to turn four. Pace car behind pit wall, the entrance to pit road at the end of the backstretch in turn three. Here comes LaJoy now accelerating up through the gears onto the front stretch. Green is out, and we are back racing as they head to turn number one. First move for position on the outside. Matt Kenseth going to go after sixth spot on Joe Bessie in the corner. Taking a wide way around Joe Bessie in turn number two. Bessie has no choice but to let Kenseth go. Now Bessie squeezes in line behind Kenseth in the front of Glenn Allen. Single file. They work back to turn number four. Joe Bessie now gets back in line. Kenseth again picking up that position as Randy LaJoy leads the field back into turn number one. Tim Fidoa took a shot at Mike McLaughlin last time off turn two. Let's see what he can do with him this time. Fidoa takes a lower line this time coming into the corner but has to get back in line. Not close enough to mount a charge. Fidoa in third is about a car length off of McLaughlin's back bumper in second. Stay single file for now in the middle of turns three and four. Got the front six opening up a couple of car lengths of empty racetrack now on seven Seventh place on back. Looks like Joe Bessie's pace not quite up to what he might like it to be in the early laps, and they're kind of stacking up behind him. Play Let's go out. to pit road. Scott Lagasse, Scott, what happened? Well, looks like they, things are just a little close out there. I don't know, the pest defense Chevy, we were just kind of biding our time, hold our position, and I think the 29 car might have got in the back of us, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't on purpose. Everything's just a little congested. So he will not be able to finish tonight. His car is too damaged to continue. Joe Bessie continues to struggle. Glenn Allen made a pass of him. Also, Danny Edwards Jr. gets by Bessie. And a couple more now trying to make the move off turn two. Tony Stewart makes that move. Now Elton Sawyer's the man down low. Bessie stuck in that outside lane. Now one car down to the inside. Tracy Leslie now on the move. So Joe Bessie being shuffled, losing a lot of spots as the field tries to work and bypass him and put him back well into the field. Looking up front, Tim Fidoa having gained the third position has been working on Mike McLaughlin for second for a little while but hasn't been able to do anything there so the front few still kind of static in line Jeff Fuller a solid fourth and uh, Jason Keller a solid fifth at the moment then you've got the rest of the top ten having made their way by Joe Bessie beginning to catch up with the lead group now as they work one and two single file the leaders come Randy LaJoy has about three car lengths on Mike McLaughlin who has two on Tim Fidoa in third traffic stacking up from fourth and fifth that's where Jeff Fuller and Jason Keller go at it for those positions. Way back at the tail of the field, Robert Presley picks up some positions in a very uh, remarkable fashion here coming into turn number one. On the last lap, he made a move by the uh, car of Steve Reeves. Stevie Reeves, that is, and Elliot Sadler. So Presley trying to work his way up closer to the front of the field. He's now in the 17th position. Leader is Randy LeJoy stretching out that lead by nearly six, maybe seven car lengths. Trouble on the backstretch. Tracy Leslie breaks loose, spins down to the inside. Almost had it corrected for a moment. Moment. His car does a 180 now, will spin down to the inside, keep it in a straight line, makes no contact with the outside wall or any other machines. That Leslie is refired and driven away. And the green flag stays displayed on the racetrack, so we will stay under the green. Tracy Leslie is running again. He has not lost a lap, but he has lost a lot of track position. He's going to fall all the way to the tail end of the line. Randy LaJoy continues to build on that lead, coming back into turn number one. The good racing is going on from third on back. Tam Fidoa, Rick Fuller, and Jay. Jason Keller locked up there off turn two. Back into the corner. Fidoa has the third spot.
spot. Starting to feel a whole lot of pressure from Jeff Fuller. Fuller took a look to the inside off of two. Can't make the move. They'll stay single file back to the corner. Those drivers working their way for third, fourth, and fifth positions. Fido of Fuller and Jason Keller. Keller again peeks underneath Fuller off of four. Will stay in line behind him. Not enough muscle to make the move as they work back to one and two. Now Fuller starting to feel some pressure from Jason Keller. Keller looking down to the inside. Now Fuller moves over. He will block that position as now Fuller tries the outside on Fido. Those moves will not work in turn three. Also a good race going on for the ninth position. Tony Stewart leads a parade there right behind him. Elton Sawyer and Steve Park coming down to the line. 21 laps complete. It's Randy Joy ahead of Mike McLaughlin, Tim Fidoa, Jeff Fuller, and Jason Keller. Back at Indianapolis Raceway Park, caution for the second time in the Kroger 200. Mark Krogh spun in turn number four. The car getting up and just lightly kissing the outside wall. He has since continued on away, though he did lose one lap in the process as the leaders went around him. That is in addition to a lap he lost earlier on pit road in the early stages of this event. So the second uh, yellow flag of the race coming out at lap number 26 and slowing the field with Randy LaJoy now being picked up by the pace car for a second time in the event. Later on in tonight's Kroger 200 broadcast, the MRN radio broadcasters will be selecting the Luxair Cool Move of the Race Award. The driver who receives the most nominations for making the coolest move during tonight's race will receive $500 from Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. In the early stages, it has been all Randy LaJoy from the Bush Pole. He has been out in front at uh, a margin varying anywhere from one to several car lengths. And Mike McLaughlin, Tim Fidoa, Jeff Fuller, and also Jason Keller basically have been steady in the rest of the top five positions as well after things shuffled out off the initial start. Really, nobody making any terribly significant moves forward from the back of the field in the early going. Uh, a couple of drivers picking off some spots here and there as we go. A few guys have uh, moved up. Matt Kenseth started in the 10th position. He's moved up to the 6th spot. Danny Edwards Jr. started in 12th. He's up to the 8th position. And I guess the biggest mover so far has been Todd Bodine starting back in 21st. He, too, has only gained a few positions now up to the 18th spot. Elliot Sadler, after having dropped a couple of spots in the opening laps, is picked right back up to where he started in the 21st position. Robert Presley started in 17th. He's moved up one into the 16th position. Dale Shaw started in the 13th spot. He's running right now in the 12th spot. So everybody kind of pretty well where they started just about, with the exception of a couple of guys who've had troubles in the early laps. As we heard some of the drivers talk about in the pre-race, this is kind of a tough racetrack to run on. It takes a while to kind of get uh, settled in and going. It's a rough race track and can really jump out and bite you. So everybody's being kind of patient and I guess that lack of movement from the rear of the field to the front is kind of uh, uh, obvious because of uh, what they're running against here this evening. So everyone kind of safe here. Two cars are out of the race. Larry Pearson and Scott Legacy. Back racing in uh, one more lap. Next weekend, Motor Racing Network at Watkins Glen International. The road course in New York for the Bud at the Glen. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series making its annual stop there. Action begins Friday, August the 8th with Bush Pole qualifying. We have the broadcast at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on MRN Radio. Saturday, the NASCAR Bush North Series takes on the tough road course in their stop there. What was uh, last year a very exciting event all afternoon long. Plus on Saturday, happy hour practice for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series and uh, second round Bush Pole qualifying. Then a week from tomorrow, the Bud at the Glen, 12.45 Eastern Time. Tickets available for the Bud at the Glen at Watkins Glen International. And again, we'll have the broadcast for you a week from Sunday. 
Coming down for the restart now. Green is out, and Randon DeJoy brings the field back to turn one. All single file except further back for about the eighth position. Steve Park drops down on the inside of Tony Stewart. Trying to make the inside lane work for him. Park drops down on the inside, gets a fender up alongside. Now side by side with Stewart. They make contact. Now Stewart goes around. Everyone has to check up. Now Dennis Setzer's involved. Hermie Sattler, everyone jumping hard on the brakes now, trying to squeeze down inside and outside as two cars spin in turn three. Everybody gets away remarkably cleanly for what could have been a massive pileup as Tony Stewart and Steve Park went into the corner racing side by side for the 10th spot. Actually, the action started before they ever even got to the corner. Let's go back to Mike Bagley. Coming off of turn two, Steve Park had opened up the inside lane. He came off the corner and he and Stewart made gentle contact and the cars began to sway back and forth. Park was able to check up, hang on to his machine. Tony Stewart now sliding broadside in that exchange, slid all the way down the backstretch, and Hermie Sattler slid in. Everyone behind them had to jump hard on the brakes, diving inside and outside. Really, the accident could have been a whole lot worse than it was, but everybody got their machines woed down, and Tony Stewart and Hermie Sattler both have been able to drive away. What made it so tough. We talked uh, so far this evening a lot about that high groove being the one to run, and that's where everyone was aiming for when they went into turn number three. That's where the cars were stacked up, and it happened kind of suddenly going into the corner. So there were some very good moves by drivers to miss that crash could have been a whole lot bigger. The car with the most significant damage from the accident is Tony Stewart's. He has caved in the entire left rear corner of the Shell Pontiac. Also, Dennis Setzer has taken a pretty substantial hit in the right front corner of his machine. Looks like the fender is open and rubbing pretty significantly against the right front tire of the Lance Snacks machine. So Setzer in the jamming on of brakes and Stewart getting into the wall when he got turned around over there in turns three and four. The driver seeming to have the most significant damage. Now we get a look at the right rear corner of Hermie Sadler's machine, and that has caved in uh, pretty good as well. Although it doesn't appear to be rubbing on the tire, there's no smoke there, but it is certainly not uh, anything close to the shape that it was before he got involved in the uh, aftermath of that as well. Hermie's not having a very good year at all. This is the kind of thing that seems to strike for him about every weekend when we race for the NASCAR Bush Series. Update on some of the guys who had problems early on. Mark Krogh was able to make a quick pit stop, made some repairs on that car. He continues on, and Larry Pierce who had gone behind the wall for a while. They've come back out, although they're minus the whole left front of the sheet metal on that machine. So Pearson continues on, and Scott Lagacy shown as the only driver out of the race after 33 laps. Here's Tony Stewart coming down pit road now to have his machine looked at, as well as Joe Bessie, who has been having some handling problems in the early stages of the event. Also uh, looking to see Dennis Setzer along pit road as well. Let's go down there now and cover some of these stops. Uh, first to Jim Phillips. Well, Tony Stewart's got uh, plenty of problems, Alan. First, the deck lid is bowed up where the spoiler can't catch any air. So that's going to make downforce at a minimum. Then the left rear quarter panel, that's a problem. They're trying to pull it away from the left rear tire. The, as far as the fuel, where they put the fuel in, that seems to be intact. They could get that in. They're going to do a little work on it now. They're trying to get the rear deck lid down to where that spoiler will catch some air and have some downforce. Now let's move down to Winston Kelly. Well, in Hermie Sadler's pits, and then Mike Bagley said, Looked like Tony Stewart was going to avoid too much problem, and Hermie Sadler's, he was sliding in, got a little bit of nudge from behind, and the right rear of Sadler's car just nailed the rear end of Tony Stewart's car. That's where all the damage is to Hermie Sadler's car from the right rear wheel all the way back. The crew just changing tires that time. The left front tire was down, so now he comes back in, just comes behind us, 
and they're going to try to pull the sheet metal out on his car as well. Then it sets her with some damage to the right side of his car, not nearly as substantial as Tony Stewart, his shell Pontiac back on pit road. And beginning to see the first strategy moves made. Some teams coming down pit road for the first of only a couple of sets of tires they'll be allowed to change under the yellow flag during the event. Talk about that and get ready for the restart in just a moment. Right now the yellow flag waving at lap 34 of 200. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Protect your engine with five parts of Castrol Edge full synthetic motor oil and a Wix filter for just $33.99. Plus get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate. You can also earn bonus O rewards points on Castrol Edge motor oil products right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Back at Indianapolis Raceway Park, the Kroger 200 is under caution. We were scheduled to go back racing this time, but they have waved off the restart. A couple of pieces of debris spotted by Dennis Dillard driving the NASCAR Busch Series pace car, so it's going to be another lap or so before we get things uh, back underway and are able to continue this event. While we are under the caution flag, and Randy LaJoy is out in front, take a moment and talk about his uh, perhaps career highlight to this point, not downplaying his NASCAR Busch Series championship of a year ago, but it was last Sunday that Randy LaJoy won an International Race of Champions Series event up at the uh, Michigan Speedway, beating the best in the business from all forms of motorsports. LaJoy came out on top of that shootout and talked with Randy about that here the other day. He said he was still kind of walking on a cloud. I still pinch myself in the uh Make sure this is real. Number one, to get invited to the IROC Series is a tremendous asset to the Bush Series. Uh, they think, you know, that we are good enough to compete with those guys. And then to go there, and uh, there's a lot of guys that have been invited to IROC and have raced a lot of IROC races and have never won. Uh, me and my wife flew home with Jeff Gordon and his wife, and uh, he says, Randy, you got something I don't have. You know, he's never won an IROC race. So, uh, well, that, that's up there really high on my list right now. We congratulate Randy LaJoy on his great win in the True Value Firebird IROC race at Michigan. The final two events of this year's IROC series will be telecast this weekend and next weekend. The uh, California race from last month, uh, actually a little over a month ago now, from the uh, end of the month of June, is going to be shown tomorrow, Saturday, August 2nd, at 4.30 Eastern Time on ABC Television. That's right after the telecast of the Brickyard 400. So you can see the California round of IROC tomorrow. Then Sunday, August 10th, you can see Randy LaJoy's win in the Michigan IROC race. That is at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC Television, Sunday, August 10th, for the True Value Firebird IROC series. Let's take a few moments and say hello now while we continue to work under the caution flag. Third time this afternoon, Randy Greer, the Senior Vice President for Marketing for Kentucky Fried Chicken, joining us this evening. How are you doing, Randy? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Joe? Just fine. You guys have something special to be uh, talking about this weekend here in Indianapolis? Yes, sir. We're trying to make it big out here and uh, do something no one else has ever done before. 
Three cars, three races, one city, one KFC. You were sponsoring uh, one of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series machines last night, a NASCAR Bush Series machine here tonight, and a Weston Cup car at the Brickyard on Saturday. That's right, and uh, we're having a ball, absolutely having a ball. Got a lot of folks coming out uh, enjoying the racing this weekend from Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, we got a lot of our operators out there, but uh, more importantly, we got a lot of our fans out here. You know, we know that uh, NASCAR fans are among the most loyal in the, in the business out there, and they, we know they love us, and we just want to let them know we love them too. Kentucky Fried Chicken has had a presence in NASCAR racing for many years, and it's good to see you back with us once again here in Indianapolis. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, Randy. Thanks a lot for joining us here this evening, and uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on that Kentucky Fried Chicken Twister's car out there this evening, continuing to run as we uh, work the caution for the third time tonight. Rick Fuller behind the wheel of that machine tonight, former NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour champion. He's running in 20th position at the moment in the Doug Taylor Motorsports car. They have waved off the restart once again, continuing to find little bits and pieces of metal uh, in various spots around the racetrack that somebody is shedding as they go around the speedway, so they have to send the safety trucks back out again to clean up a little bit more. All while this has been going on, Dick Trickle has been along pit road with the hood up. Let's go down and get an update there now. Got a unique situation, Brian Schaefer. Someone's toting a radiator across over there. Is that yours? Yeah, that's our radiator. We got to ask somebody and knocked a hole in the radiator and didn't have one inside here. Well, that's the thing here at uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park. The, the transporters are parked outside the racetrack, so one of the guys on the crew had to go out of the racetrack and get the radiator, and since we don't have a crossover, he's got to come through the tunnel. So Brian Schaefer, the crew chief for Dick, uh, they're just waiting on uh, the radiator to get over here where they can start working on this car. And, and Alan, Alan, one of the things that caused the extension of this caution flag, Mark Krogh, who was involved in an earlier accident, started to pull up on the outside and get in line up on the outside groove here and his car got a little bit squirrely and he slammed the outside retaining wall here in turn four and then backed it into the wall and then he rolled down the speedway and that's where a lot of the debris came from this time and why we didn't go back to green flag conditions. So they are trying to pick up uh, whatever debris might be scattered out on the racetrack up there in turn four and see if they can uh, get us back under underway, although some of the uh, cleanup trucks out of the speedway reporting that there is a car somewhere out on the racetrack still dropping parts and still causing us some sort of problem uh, that they are trying to clean up and the NASCAR officials trying to take a pretty close look at all of the machines that are on the speedway that may have been damaged in some of these accidents and make sure that there is nothing hanging off any of them that they might want to uh, get brought down pit road and tidied up again so we can stop a little bit of this messiness that's happening on this happening on the speedway now. It could be any one of five cars that have been involved in several crashes in the early stages of this race. After 41 laps, we do have 33 cars still on the lead lap. Randy LaJoy, the race leader with Mike McLaughlin, the second place man. Tim Fidoa is third. Jeff Fuller is fourth. Jay Jason Keller, fifth. Matt Kenseth runs sixth. Seventh is Danny Edwards, Jr. Eighth is Elton Sawyer. Ninth is Steve Park. And tenth is Dale Shaw. Nathan Butkey runs 11th. Robert Presley is 12th. Stevie Reeves is 13th. Todd Bodine is up to 14th now. Elliot Sadler running 15th. Phil Parsons is 16th. Kevin LePage is 17th. Shane Hall is 18th. Rick Fuller runs 19th. Mark Green is 20th. 21st is Joe Knott. Lyndon Amick is 22nd. Jeff Krogh is 23rd. Tracy Leslie runs 24th with Brad Teague in 25th. Buckshot Jones, 26th. Wayne Grubb, 27th. Randy Porter is 28th. 29th is Glenn Allen. 30th is Dennis Setzer. 31st, Mike Dillon. 32nd is Kevin Grubb. 33rd, Hermie Sadler. He uh, is one of those cars now that uh, is posted a lap down. 34th is Tony Stewart, also a lap down. Joe Bessie is 35th. Mark Krogh, 36th. 
Dick Trickle, 37th, Larry Pearson, 38th, and Scott Lagacy behind the wall, now posted in 39th. As the field gets the one-to-go signal, some pitch strategy being played out. We teased at that a moment ago. Phil Parsons and Elliott Sadler give up their positions on the racetrack to come in on the final lap of caution here at lap 42, Jim Phillips. And, uh, they had trouble on this Elliott Sadler pit stop. The jack dropped, and they have, don't have the tires on as of yet. So they, they do put four new tires on. They come around the right side. They're having trouble on the right side. Now Elliott Sadler finally leaves the pit area with four new Goodyear Eagles. Elliott Sadler will give up what was the 19th position for his stop. Phil Parsons took on just right side tires. He's back out at the tail end of the field. Sadler rejoining the tail end of the field off the back straightaway as Randy LaJoy winds him up through the gears. Green flag back underway now. After a lengthy caution slowed for a lot of debris cleanup, LaJoy, McLaughlin, Fidawa. They race single file off to one. Here's a bid for second by Fidawa. Fidawa dives down to the inside of McLaughlin. McLaughlin slips off turn two, but Fidawa cannot take advantage. He'll stay single file and race back to the corner. That's the way they race back into turn number four while Randy LeJoy drives away. Here's Fidoa dropping to the inside to try to make the move once again. It's a shot coming off turn four, but now tucks back in line, single file. Further back, a couple of Langley Speedway graduates racing among themselves, Elton Sawyer and Danny Edwards in the middle of that pack, now Steve Park. The single file off the corner. No one stepping out of line. Steve Park, though, took a look to the inside. We of have Edwards trouble in turn number one. Stevie Reeves, who had been falling back rapidly through the field and having problems has now spun around in the middle of the corner. Looks like the right rear tire on his car is either down or missing one of the two uh, from the angle he's sitting at for the moment. Hard to tell, but I thought it was flat when he spun around in front of us. And we are under the caution flag for the fourth time in the Kroger 200. Immediately on the restart, Reeves had begun losing positions 15 and 20 in just the first lap after the green flag waved. Then he came off here to turn number one, did a flying 360, nicked the outside wall. He is now driven away and is headed toward pit road, but he has lost a lap to the race leader. We are about a half a lap away from the restart of the Kroger 200. The caution brought out with Stevie Reeves had a problem on the racetrack and spun in turn number one. Winston Kelly, what was wrong? It was a cut right rear tire, as you speculated, Alan. Cut right rear tire on Stevie Reeves' car. Hermie Sadler back on pit road for the third time under this caution. He pulls away one more time. Sadler with some earlier crash damage. Phil Parsons also back on pit road for a third time. Two sets of right side tires changed on his machine earlier. Now he's in to change lefts. We'll follow up on that in a moment. The third place driver in the championship standings with some difficulties early in the event. Meantime, we're about ready for the restart, which will come at lap number 49 of 200. No difficulty this evening for Randy LeJoy. He continues to lead, started on the bush pole, and once again, he'll see the green flag waving as he brings the field off turn four. Mike McLaughlin falls in line behind him. Here's one car stepping out of line. Matt Kenseth looks for a shot to get by Jason Keller. That would be back Back for about the seventh position. Single file now, but a battle for second off turn two. Tim Fidua steps out of line off the corner, trying to grab the second spot for Mike McLaughlin. He's there on the back stretch, but now gets back in line. McLaughlin continuing to protect the outside lane, which is the fast way around Indianapolis Raceway Park. To the stripe, a quarter of the race is through. Randy LeJoy with now three car lengths on a continuing run for second as Fidua looks under McLaughlin again. McLaughlin's car slides up the racetrack. Fidua down low, can't make the move happen. He'll fall back in line. 
now in fourth, fifth plot. Now Jeff Fuller starting to feel a challenge for Jason Keller. Also Steve Park moving up as he sweeps down on the inside of Matt Kenseth going into turn number three. And Steve Park moves one spot closer to the front of the field. Randy LaJoy starts stretching out that lead. McLaughlin in second, still Tim Fidewa chasing him hard. One driver taking a different line is Jason Keller dropping down to the inside, trying to make a move on Jeff Fuller. Keller running in fifth, can't make the move happen. Everyone ride single file for now. Talked about Steve Park a second ago, started this race back in the 16th position. He just took sixth away a lap ago, so Park clearly one of the quick cars in the early moments of the race. While the leaders run single file all the way back through about the 20th position, let's go to pit road, get an update on a couple of things. Some curious pit strategy being played out early in the event. Todd Bodine coming in, Elliot Sadler coming in, and Phil Parsons with several stops under the last caution. Jim Phillips has more. Well, the story on Phil Parks is evidently that first set wasn't a, wasn't a match set, so they came back in, took no chances. They put on rights the first time, and they come back in, put another set of rights on, then lefts. So now they have the set of tires on that they wanted. We're going to get Sandy Jones down here, see if we can get a word with him. Sandy, pit strategy. Do you think he fit at the right time? Well, we don't know. We thought we might have had a tire going down, so that's why we fit it this time. I'm not real sure. I think we'll be okay, though. So they think you'll be okay. Thought they had a tire going down the reason of his early pit stop. Todd Bodine's crew, they pulled a pin out of the sway bar and took, made an air pressure adjustment on his car. His car has been very tight since the green flag. Todd Bodine comes back out in the 28th position. Phil Parsons now in 33rd. Again, both those cars still on the lead lap. Randy LaJoy stretches out his lead now to eight-tenths of a second over Mike McLaughlin. It's all stacked up from Tim Fidewa in third on back. We had talked about Steve Park making a move to get by Matt Kenseth. Right now, Park running at the sixth position, closing in on Jason Keller in the fifth spot, back in turn three. Those drivers work their way all the way up by the outside retaining wall through the corner. Single file back through about uh, where Dennis Setzer runs in line, and Setzer is uh, pretty deep into the field in 20th spot. From 21st on back is a group of about 10, 15 cars, all going at it pretty heavily for position. Mixed up in that, Buckshot Jones, uh, the Grub Boys, uh, particularly Wayne Grubb, who's up in the mix of that, Glenn Allen, Tony Stewart, some of the drivers who were involved in the earlier incidents or some of the early pit stops, and those drivers have been putting on the show for the fan here in these first several laps after the restart. Now that beginning to settle out a little bit more and settle down into line as they work their way and sort out those positions. 57 laps complete in the race. Elton Sawyer, a man on the move in the early laps. He's trying to get a spot away from Danny Edwards. That would be the eighth position in turn four. We were talking a while ago about most of those drivers being graduates of Langley Speedway. That's in Hampton, Virginia, a NASCAR Winston Racing Series weekly track. Both those drivers, former track champions at the track, and both feel pretty suited here at Indianapolis Raceway Park because this track is somewhat like Langley in the fact that it is flat. They're doing some great battle now, chasing each other around the racetrack. Danny Edwards has the position of favor in the eighth spot. Elton Sawyer behind him in ninth. Elton's tried a few times to get by for now, just follows Danny back in to turn number one. Randy LaJoy continues to lead the way. 59 laps are complete. Best battle on the racetrack still for eighth with Danny Edwards and Elton Sawyer. Edwards is hanging on to the spot. Elton Sawyer's been looking high and looking low. Not close enough to mount a charge now as both cars wash to the outside lane in turn four. 
Work their way up off the corner and will stay in line. Single file for the moment. Dick Trickle, by the way, is back on the racetrack after replacing that radiator. Dick Trickle running 11 laps down to the race leader. He is back in 36th position. Set the front of the field for you. It is Randy LaJoy out in front by about a nine-tenths of a second on Mike McLaughlin. That's maybe nine, ten car lengths of racetrack here at uh, Raceway Park. Behind McLaughlin and equal distance to that is Tim Fidewa, the third-place machine. Jeff Fuller is fourth. Jay, uh, excuse me, Jason Keller is fifth, and he's feeling a lot of heat now from Steve Park in sixth. Park closes in on him off of turn number two, taking a different line, looking down to the inside of Keller. Keller now trying to look down to the inside of Fuller as those cars work turns three and four. Neither one of those cars step out of line is keeping their single-file formation coming back up off turn four. Further back, you've got Matt Kenseth now riding along in the seventh position. Then that battle for the eighth spot with Danny Edwards and Elton Sawyer. Further back, Dale Shaw needs, leads the next pack. That's from the tenth position on back. He's trying to hold off Robert Presley off of turn number two. Presley looked down to the inside. Now he looks down again to Shaw's inside in turn three. Trying to get that position away. Doesn't have quite enough running room to force the issue and not at this early stage of the race anyway. Presley falls back in line single file. They come again to turn one. Robert peaks low but will stay up in line behind Shaw. Single file to the corner now. Nathan Butkey behind those two waiting for a lane to open up. For now, none will. Shaw leads that battle. Presley and Butkey working single file formation. Now the race for the third spot starts to heat up a little bit. Jeff Fuller there trying to make the move on Tim Fiedewa as they come back down to the line. Jeff's taking a couple of looks down to the inside of Fidoa. So far, can't make the move. In turn two, he's on the move again. On the back bumper of Tim Fidoa, on the back straightaway, looking to the outside is Fuller. Nothing there. Fidoa tried to make a prevent defense block now as they work single file. Up ahead of them, or she'd be back behind them. Elton Sawyer peaks again around Danny Edwards, trying to get position away. Can't do it. Now the race leader, Randy LaJoy, closing on the tail end of the field in two. Working around the outside of Mark Krogh off the corner now. Krogh pulls over, lets him by. Now LaJoy clears the lap traffic. Mike McLaughlin will be the next one of the leaders to encounter the lap car. Now here's a race we were talking about for third. Jeff Fuller tries to get by Tim Fiedema, but they approach some slower traffic. This will make it interesting. Here they come off turn number four, closing in on Mark Krogh's car. And Jeff looks down to the inside to Fiedema for a chance. They're going to be forced to go to the high side of the racetrack as they approach the slower traffic off turn two. Now the Krogh car working directly ahead of the third place battle, not moving over yet as Fiedema and Fuller close in. Now work the outside lane. Work their way up to the high side as Krogh drops down to the bottom to give the lead lap cars room to go up to his outside. LaJoy McLaughlin then the race for third now making its way around the lap traffic and the race for the fifth and sixth positions. All that heads off too. Jason Keller in the fifth spot. Steve Park in sixth. Beaks down to the inside. Tries to take it away. The fifth and sixth place cars have caught the third and fourth place battle now into the corner. Robert Presley doing a great job here this evening. He's moved up to the tenth position now working on Dale Shaw coming off turn four and Presley steers that car hard to the left, trying to get down to the inside to pull up alongside Dale Shaw. Here they come, again racing for the 10th position off turn two. Making contact, coming back into the corner. Presley dives down to Shaw's inside. They wash up the banking, almost make contact again. Presley not able to pass Shaw, but he's all over Shaw's back bumper in the corner. Robert Presley trying to find a way up inside Dale Shaw. They bump and wiggle just for a moment. Presley again tries to look down to the inside as they weave off four down the main straightaway and back into turn number one. Robert could 
to try the bottom side again in the corner. Starting to get physical, coming back to the turn. Presley again down low, trying to squeeze down to the inside of Shaw. Still can't make the move pay off as Shaw blocks him to the inside, making contact again in turn four. Presley started 17th. Dale Shaw started in the third position. They are battling now for the 10th spot, and that battling is hard. Coming back into turn number one. Once again, Presley's literally pushing Dale Shaw into the turn, drops down to the inside of him now. Again, the battle for 10th spot is off turn two. Presley not having the horsepower to muster up to get to Shaw's inside. Sliding out to the outside wall is Shaw. Presley looks down low. Robert's got to be careful. Now a little contact there. Wiggles the back end of Shaw's car. Robert will squirt by. The inside lane is opened up as that physical racing is going to cost Dale Shaw a couple of spots. Here's Nathan Buntke down to his inside. Makes the move. Coming back to the corner. Shaw gets back in line. He sees Kevin LePage closing in. LePage now bearing down on Dale Shaw. Shaw's car having some battle marks on it as he works back to the corner. As those battles continue further back in the field, Randy DeJoy with clear racetrack way out in front. Eight tenths of a second the margin over Mike McLaughlin and still a heated battle for third off turn two. Tim Pitoa has the third spot. Jeff Fuller's trying to take it away. Fuller's on the back bumper, almost clips the outside wall. On the back bumper, almost pushing Pitoa back to turn three. Those drivers racing for third position now about two seconds behind the top two. Randy LaJoy and Mike McLaughlin, we are closing in on halfway of the Kroger 200. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Back at Indianapolis Raceway Park, cleanup continuing from the seventh caution of the event. The uh, pit road has been closed through this time since the accident because the car came to rest right at the exit of pit road where a lot of the safety workers are operating. And now pit road has been opened for cars on the lead lap this time by. Let's see if we have any takers. I doubt we'll have many because a number were just in a short while ago, though Robert Presley looks like he's going to be the one who will come along pit road. Presley with some pretty good damage to the front end of his machine as a result of the stack up of traffic that put us under the caution floor. Todd Bodine also along pit road with the hood up on the Stanley Pontiac. Some of the other NASCAR racing going on this weekend. Of course, a NASCAR Winston Cup Series is at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They'll run the Brickyard 400 tomorrow. The NASCAR Bush North Series tomorrow at Watkins Glen, New York. That race uh, actually is next week. Starts at 12 noon, a Saturday a week from tomorrow. Also next Saturday, the NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour runs. They'll be at Riverhead, New York Raceway. The NASCAR Slim Jim All Pro Tour also on Saturday, August the 9th. They're running... Uh, at the Caraway Speedway in Ashboro, North Carolina. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series runs at the Myrtle Beach Speedway in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That, too, on Saturday, August the 9th at 9 p.m. And the NASCAR Featherlight Southwest Tour goes into action at Suntana Raceway in Salt Lake City, Utah. That, too, on Saturday, August the 9th. 
As we continue under the caution, we mentioned Todd Bodine sitting on pit road a moment ago. Todd, uh, an exciting day for him. Not necessarily the way his fortunes have turned out this evening, but earlier this afternoon, the formal announcement made of his going back to the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit in the 1998 season. A brand new team being formed by a group based out of Indianapolis here. A group of businessmen here in this town that already own a team on the uh, Indy Racing League circuit will form a NASCAR Winston Cup team with Todd as its driver and the folks from Tabasco as the sponsor on that car already have some shops based and leased out in the Charlotte North Carolina area and some people at work and expect the name of crew chief shortly but the driver and sponsor and owners in place at this point as well and I talked with Todd this afternoon after the announcement about the fact that okay this is August the 1st can you have a brand new race team up running and completely up to speed when it is time to go racing at Daytona come February I think so um you know, th this will be the third year in a row that I've been involved with a new team, and each year we've been successful at it. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you have to hire good people, competent people, and a lot of them. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that the team owners have said, that they're not going to spare any expense to get this thing up and running and, and running properly. So, uh, you know, I'm fairly confident we can do that. Uh, the, the programs that the owners have put in place, our chassis program and and the motor program, everything they've done is uh, first class, and uh, they've spared no expense, and, and they're going to do it right, and, and uh, you know that's half the battle. So Todd Bodine back to NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing in the Tabasco Pontiac for the 1998 season. They're operating out of shops that the uh, uh, TriStar team has used in Huntersville, North Carolina, as well as uh, the Kenny Bernstein team back in the days when King Racing was on the circuit. And so uh, work beginning to be done there on those Tabasco Pontiacs for the 1998 season. Talking to Todd some last week while we were at St. Louis uh, International Raceway in Madison, Illinois, he said that uh, although I've got this great deal coming for next year, I sure am not losing sight of what I'm trying to accomplish this year. And, of course, that is trying to win the NASCAR Bush Series championship. He's uh, some 58 points now behind Randy LeJoy, unfortunately having some bad luck tonight. Back to Pit Road. Talking about Todd Bodine, another unusual situation has happened down here tonight. Clyde McLeod took out the right front spring. He went across the pit wall, went over to one of the vendors over here. He swapped that spring for another spring and brought it back and put it in the car. So they made a spring change on the right side, right front of the Todd Bodine car, and Steve Bird is sitting up on the toolbox. He's crew chief for Randy LaJoy. Steve, looks like the strategy and the race car is working out good tonight. I tell you what, this uh, Chevrolet Monte Carlo base motor sports guys just working great. The guys come here on a mission, you know, to sit on the pole and win the race again, and uh, so far we're on track. Things are looking real good. It really is. Randy LaJoy's crew chief, Steve Bird, as Todd Bodine gets ready to go back out on the racetrack. Todd Bodine's one of the... Uh, nominees for the Goodies Headache Award that members of the media covering the Kroger 200 will vote on at the conclusion of the event. $250 to the driver they deem has suffered the biggest headache during the running over preparation for this event from Goodies Headache Powders, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Todd Bodine shown now in the 36th position as he re rejoins the field, actually the 32nd position. And the leader, of course, Randy LaJoy up front, taking over the top spot here just recently after that last sequence of green flag racing, getting ready to now lead the field back around to the restart with Rain Grubb in second, Elliot Sadler, the third-place man, Jeff Fuller fourth, fifth is Tim Steele. There are 23 cars now on the lead lap with 62 laps to go in the Kroger 200. The 61 as they flash across the line and get the green flag. Joe Bessie trying to get a lap back for the race leader, not successful as LaJoy and some of the other leaders flash by him into the corner. LaJoy quick 
quickly opening up a couple car length lead. Now Jeff Fuller's the man on the move, sliding down to the inside, trying to grab the third spot. Fuller breaks loose momentarily, trying to grab the spot away from Elliott Sadler. Sadler will hold on to the spot for now. Wayne Grubb hangs on to the second spot. Elliott Sadler third. Now Jeff Fuller falls in line in fourth. He tried to pass two at one time. That time off turn two, now trouble off turn four. Kevin Grubb gets crossed up. Randy Porter is involved. Four cars slam hard into the inside retaining wall. And caution is going to fly once again. Joe Bessie got some of that. Sparks fly from his car. Looked like it was Kevin Grubb that got crossed up with uh, the Tracy Leslie car. Again, Randy Porter is involved there. Hermie Sadler, Larry Pearson's car, which was involved in an earlier crash. Tony Stewart also involved as four cars get crossed up off turn four and hit the inside retaining wall. They tried to come off turn four three wide. That does not work here at Indianapolis Raceway Park, and I'm not exactly sure who triggered the thing, but somebody came off the corner down on the inside and made it three wide, and Joe Bessie was the unfortunate guy up on the outside of the racetrack that got pinched into the outside wall, and it was when he rebounded from the outside wall back into traffic that all of those cars that have ended up crashed against the inside wall got taken out. They were behind the uh, actual origination of the incident, just kind of innocent bystanders of things, but have all been crushed up against the inside wall in a big pile now and put us under the caution flag for the eighth time at lap 141. So Larry Pearson involved, Randy Porter, Kevin Grubb, also Tracy Leslie was involved. Uh, a couple of other cars as well receiving some pretty significant damage but having driven away from the accident scene. Uh, Shane Hall also getting a pretty good bit of that accident that has brought the caution flag out once again. It's been a hard night for Tony Stewart just announcing here the other day that uh, Shell Oil has signed on to sponsor their effort next year owned by Joe Gibbs. Of course, he'll run full-time in the NASCAR Bush Series. And here at uh, what he would consider one of his favorite racetracks, one that he has many laps on and other types of vehicles, but uh, not going very well this evening. Problems for Tony Stewart, along with others here, as the caution flag waves for the eighth time tonight. Let's go to Pitt Road. And Shane Hall just come across the wall here, Shane. What happened? Uh, I don't know. A couple of cars have gotten uh, got together in front of us, and uh, there's nowhere to go. I, I couldn't tell really what started it, either. So he will not finish tonight. Shane Hall out of it. One of many cars. A total of three, six, maybe seven, eight involved in the eighth caution flag of the Kroger 200 and the yellow flag slowing the field again. You're on the wide open road. You hear the roar of engines. You're surrounded by thousands of people in leather. Sound like somewhere you'd like to be? Well, you're in for a hell of a ride as we take you live to the world-famous Sturgis Rally and WCW's Road Wild. Lex Luger, The Rock, the foundation of WCW, the NWO's biggest nemesis, finally gets his shot at the man, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Will Luger get back the belt? Is he the real? Total package. Hogan, I miss you in the challenge. Lexi, Lexi, I will break you in half. The Steiner brothers take to the ring to battle the outsiders, Hall and Nash, in this world tag team title match. Anything can happen when you mix bikers and wrestling at WCW's Road Wild. Saturday, August 9th, call your local cable or satellite company to order now. Brought to you by Bikers Dream and Ultra Custom Cycles. Card something to change. Sunday, August 10th, NASCAR Winston Cup Series Racing from Watkins Glen International. Live coverage of the Bud of the Glen begins at 1245 Eastern on MRN Radio. 
working caution for the eighth time in this event as a number of drivers swept up in a multi-car accident off of turn number four up against the inside wall. The accident caused when some drivers tried to go three wide and the man on the outside of that, Joe Bessie, got squeezed into the concrete outside retaining wall, bounced back off, and a number of drivers behind him in traffic got turned around and caught the inside wall. So the yellow flag at lap 144 as the cleanup continues on the front straightaway. Many, many cars will go back behind the wall because of this. We will recap that in just a moment, but for the time being, Randy LaJoy holds on to the race lead, and the event is slowed for one more time. Back down to the pit road. First to Kevin Grubb. Kevin, could you tell what happened? I'll tell you, um, look like we had a pretty good run going for the Link Belt Genoa Parts, Monte Carlo, but uh, not in it kind of early. We um, were coming off the corner, and I forgot who it was in front of me, but they, they kind of got together, and one pinched the other one into the wall, and you know, it's just racing, and I uh, got on the brakes to try and keep out of it, and whoever was behind me just, just couldn't check up at time. It was just hard racing. It's hard racing, and uh, Hermie Sadler also a victim. Uh, his car is going to be done for the evening also. So that the uh, story from Pitt Road, as uh, it was Hermie Sadler and not Larry Pearson who was involved in the accident. We misidentified uh, that particular car. Hermie Sadler, one of those involved in the crash, along with Tony Stewart, whose machine is being pushed back behind the wall. Kevin Grubb, Tracy Leslie. Uh, Randy Porter and Shane Hall all involved in the accident. Looks like Tracy Leslie was the only one who's driven away. He has made several visits to Pitt Road to have some pretty significant damage repaired on the Lysol Pontiac. So we remain under the caution flag as they continue to work to get all the cars cleaned up and off the main straightaway. Next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series will be at the Watkins Glen International Speedway in New York for the butt of the Glen. Friday, August 8th, Bush Bowl qualifying at 2 p.m. You'll hear that here on MRN Radio. Saturday, the NASCAR Bush North Series tackles the 11-turn road course. On Sunday, the butt of the Glen, 12.45 Eastern Time here on MRN Radio. Tickets are now on sale at Watkins Glen and these other races where the series runs in upcoming weeks. NASCAR Bush Series at Brooklyn, Michigan for the Detroit Gasket 200 on August the 16th. August the 22nd, the series moves to Bristol, Tennessee for the Food City 250. On August the 30th, it's a Duralube Track Auto 200 in Darlington, South Carolina. September 5th, Richmond, Virginia hosts the Autolite 250. And on September the 20th, the MBNA 200 at Dover, Delaware. We'll have all those events for you here on MRN Radio. And again, the ticket office is open. Please make your plans now to join us for exciting racing from the NASCAR Bush Series. Randy you know, one of those drivers that you mentioned that was involved in the accident had kind of a rough night. Hermie Sadler, a couple of incidents. First, what happened in this one? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, we got involved in a wreck early on in the race and, and bent the rear end a little bit. The car had a bad vibration, and we spent a good part of the middle part of the race adjusting the car back and got it pretty good. And we saved the last set of tires to that last caution before that, and we came in and put four new tires on to to try to get our lap back and um, feel like we we're in pretty good shape to do that and we came off four and I guess they clogged up in front of us uh, and started wrecking in front of us and we just all piled in each other. I hate it for these guys, you know, we keep having good calls and keep running good and they're going if we can get a break, you know, we can't, fin can't finish these races, especially the ones we have a chance to win, but they, DeWalt's been good to us, Peebles have been good to us and, you know, they still believe in us so we're going to try to do everything we can to win us a race 40 years old. Two times tonight, no place to go behind an accident that occurred in front of him. Hermie Sadler out this evening. And we've got Tony Stewart here. Tony, it's been a rough night at RRP tonight. Well, yeah, I got Chris in the right way, I guess. Uh, you know, Steve Park took us out first, and, and, you know, I don't know how much closer I could put a stock car to the wall without uh, knocking the wall down, but it's just part of being a rookie here. You know, I, 
I can't thank Joe Gibbs and the Shell Crew and Bobby Labonte and all his guys enough for giving me this opportunity. And uh, you know, it's just a rough night. This isn't exactly the uh, the widest place to race. And when stuff happens, normally it gets a lot of cars. And you know, we got back early and had to fight through a bunch. And you know, got back to 13th, but just couldn't get the rest of the way up. So Tony will not finish tonight, guys. Tony Stewart, one of seven drivers now back behind the wall in the Kroger 200 with still now 53 laps to go. Set the field for you under the caution. Randy LaJoy is the leader. Wayne Grubb is second. Elliott Sadler third. Jeff Fuller fourth. And Tim Fito fifth. Sixth is Steve Park. Elton Sawyer is seventh. Matt Kenseth is eighth. Jeff Krogh is up to ninth now. And Dale Shaw rounds out the top ten. Mike Dillon's eleventh. Buckshot Jones is twelfth. Jason Keller's thirteenth. Phil Parsons is fourteenth. And Danny Edwards is fifteenth. Sixteenth is Mark Green. Nathan Butt is 17th. Lyndon Amick is 18th. Glenn Allen is 19th. And Tracy Leslie would be 20th. 21st is Dennis Setzer. Robert Presley's 22nd. 23rd would be Brad Teague with Joe Bessie 24th and Stevie Reeves in 25th. 26th is Joe Knott, 27th position. Belongs to Randy Porter, who did refire after being involved in that accident and has continued. Uh, 28th position at the moment is Tony Stewart, just gone behind the wall, along with Shane Hall and Hermie Sadler, who are now 29th and 30th. Todd Bodine has had a tough night. He is 31st after having extended stays on pit road on a couple of occasions in this race. Kevin Grubb is out of the event. He's 32nd. Dick Trickle had to replace a radiator earlier in the race. He is 33rd and continuing on. Mike McLaughlin is done for the day in 34th. Mark Krogh is 35th after an early spin. Larry Pearson now shows 36th after he was involved in a lap 3 accident that damaged his machine. Got Kevin LePage at the moment behind the wall in 37th position after, excuse me, now back on the racetrack and after being behind the wall earlier. And uh, Kevin is in 37th spot and is 26th laps down to the race leader. Rick Fuller Scott Legacy out of the event in 38th and 39th, and that is the full field summary as we close in on the 50-lap-to-go mark of this event. If you're just joining us, we are working caution for the eighth time this evening. There's been two lead changes among two drivers. Randy LaJoy on the bush pole. Wayne Grubb took over and uh, led for a brief while before LaJoy came back around and took the top spot. We talked at the top of the broadcast about uh, how this racetrack has always produced some exciting races, and it's always smiled on some guys who've never won in the NASCAR Bush Series before. Well, tonight, as usual, it's smiling on some young guys whose names we haven't heard of a lot before. Just given the rundown there, checked out uh, some of the names. Wayne Grubb, who's making one of very few uh, starts in the NASCAR Bush Series. He's posted in the second spot. You've got Jeff Krogh having one of his best runs of the year. He's up to the ninth position. Danny Edwards, only his third start this season in Ed Whitaker's car. He's in the 15th position. And Lyndon Amick. Great run for him, posted there in the 18th spot. So kind of uh, interesting to see some names that uh, you don't usually see up at the top of the field doing well this late in a NASCAR Bush Series race. Continuing to clean up for the multi-car accident that put us under the caution, let's talk about one of the other big news stories of the day in NASCAR racing, that the announcement this morning by Robert Yates that it would be Kenny Irwin taking over the Texaco Haviland Ford for 1998 on the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Irwin from the Indianapolis area cut his teeth racing in the open-wheel cars, the midgets, the sprints, the silver crown cars at places like this and dirt track ovals and so on around the Midwest. And now, of course, with a couple of wins in just his first half season on the NASCAR Craft truck series. Kenny says he thinks that open wheel experience will help him adapt to NASCAR Winston Cup racing more quickly. Running the open wheel sprint cars, midgets, silver crown cars, dirt, pavement, I feel like that that makes you a very versatile driver and uh, it, what it does makes you very open-minded to when you go to a new track that you've never been to or 
um, you just you just take it how it comes and and that's next year that's that's what I'm going to do uh, count on Robert and the team that um, the, they're going to guide me in the right way and uh, just not assume I mean assume anything just take it how it comes so Kenny Irwin goes into the Texaco Haviland Ford for 1998 for Robert Yates Racing the official announcement made this morning here in Indianapolis getting ready to go back out of the green flag here at Indianapolis Raceway Park and the Kroger 200 Randy LaJoy leads the way Wayne Grubb Elliot Sadler Jeff Fuller and Tim Fidoa that's the front five, and they go to work here, crossing the line, coming back up to speed. Charging hard at a turn one. Dennis Setzer a fault for a while to get back a lap, but now gives way as LaJoy takes off off turn two. Wayne Grubb has to fall in behind Setzer, and in doing so, it opens the inside lane for Elliott Sadler to battle Grubb for that second position. Sadler down to the inside, not the fast groove around Indianapolis Raceway Park, but Grubb, the young driver's done a good job of protecting that outside lane. It will work for him again. He'll hold on to the second spot. Grubb has to make his car awfully wide, coming back to the corner because Elliott Sadler looking down low, trying to squeeze down and pick up the we spot. We have trouble in turn one. Four cars get together, spinning and crashing in the corner. Tracy Leslie involved, Glenn Allen involved, Lyndon Amick is involved, and Jeff Krogh. We just spoke of a minute ago, running so well in the ninth spot. Caution on the speedway. Dennis Setzer tries to get a lap back from Randy LaJoy as they come to the stripe. He does not succeed, and we see the yellow flag for the ninth time in the Kroger 200. Four drivers racing for a position, some on the lead lap, a couple not, getting together with the driver who was in the ninth spot, and Jeff Krogh definitely gets the worst of it. He ends up, excuse me, that's not Jeff Krogh either. That is the... Uh, Joe Knott. That's the Joe Knott machine. Thank you. Uh, the, the cars look remarkably similar from this angle. So Joe Knott, the 24-year-old uh, ASA driver, is the one who is backed into the outside wall. Krogh does continue in his ninth position on the racetrack. Either way, the caution is out for the ninth time in the Kroger 200 with 47 laps to go. Protect your engine with five parts of Castrol Edge full synthetic motor oil and a Wix filter for just $33.99. Plus get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate. You can also earn bonus O-Rewards points on Castrol Edge motor oil products right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Back at Indianapolis Raceway Park as the yellow flag flies over the Kroger 200 with 45 laps to go. Randy LaJoy leading Wayne Grubb, young driver from the Virginia area, having an outstanding night tonight. His team using a little early pit stop strategy to get him up into the runner-up position after he started the event back in 31st spot. Winston Kelly is in his pit to talk with his crew chief. Well, Sammy Houston, the crew chief on the car. Sammy, you guys got up front with a little bit of pit stop strategy, turned his radio down. You guys got up there with pitch strategy, but your driver's doing a heck of a job keeping it up there. Yeah, he was a little off yesterday when we first got here, and we didn't qualify that well, but we practiced this morning. We did practice a lot, and as a matter of fact, we were behind Randy in practice, and we stayed with him a long time. But Link Belt Construction Equipment Chevrolet, it'll hold speed for a long, long time like this, so 
We just we, that was the only choice we had. We just got to take it, do the best we can tonight. But he's doing he's doing a good job in the seat. What kind of coaching are you giving him? Well, one of the most important things from what I saw from the truck race last night is as soon as it gets going, he needs to get up top, and just hang out up there for a while. Cause we can hold this speed for a long time. As we said, you got to stay on the high line here at Indianapolis Raceway Park. If you've heard the name Sammy Houston before, you used to work with the likes of the Jack Roush team that Mark Martin drove for here on the NASCAR Bush Series. His driver, Wayne Grubb, having a good run tonight. We talked earlier about Lyndon Amick's car running up in the top 15, the Rockwell Automation Pontiac on pit road with a lot of damage to the left rear, just behind the left rear wheel, and along where the 35 number is on the side of the car, the left side of the automobile. Amick pulls away. He's had tough luck tonight after a good run. And another guy with tough luck is Joe Nott. Joe, first outing of the Bush Series, but it's a pretty tough night for you. What happened? Yeah, it's been a tough night. Uh, just we cut our left front tire down that first time, got into the wall, and unfortunately, but uh, we got the car back out there, and we're just biding our time, and just got in a little bit too close behind them guys that were fighting for uh, position and uh, got caught up in it. You know, I'm not used to the radial tires, but it's something to learn, and I'm just telling all the guys on the team I had a great time tonight, and uh, these cars are really fun to drive, and I look forward to hopefully being here next year, and hopefully uh, we can do better next time. Do you plenty more runs this season? We might. Uh, things went pretty well here, you know, even though we did wreck, but uh, we had a good weekend. We got the feel for the car pretty good, and I'd like to run again this year just to get a feel for it better. That's 24-year-old uh, Joe Knott, ASA Series. He will not finish tonight, but he said he had a good night as far as he's concerned. Joe Knott driving the uh, Mac Martin-owned car that uh, we haven't seen on the NASCAR Bush Series here in uh, nearly all of this, this 1997 season. I guess it has been practically all of this year. Signal is out for one to go. The field now working halfway down the back straightaway with 19 cars shown on the lead lap. They are Randy LaJoy, Wayne Grubb is second, Elliot Sadler third, Jeff Fuller is fourth, and Tim Fito a fifth. Sixth is Mark, uh, Steve Park. Seventh now Matt Kenseth with Jeff Krogh in eighth. Dale Shaw is ninth. Tenth is Mike Dillon. And eleventh is Buckshot Jones. Jason Keller is twelfth. Thirteenth Phil Parsons. Fourteenth is Danny Edwards. Fifteenth Mark Green. Sixteenth Nathan Butkey. Seventeenth Glenn Allen. Eighteenth Tracy Leslie. And Lyndon Amick shown in the nineteenth position. Green flag. Randy LaJoy jumps on the throttle with Dennis Setzer. The first car lapped down to his outside. Quickly some drivers get two and three wide as Jeff Fuller tries to get a spot away from Elliott Sadler. Then has to protect his flank from Steve Park and Tim Fidewa. Leaders bounce through the cloud. Speedy dry in turn two. And it's Dennis Setzer in the outside lane. Will go around. Race leader Randy LaJoy get a lap back. LaJoy falls in behind Setzer in turn three. Jeff Fuller working hard back from the fourth position to get by Elliott Sadler. The third place man. He was all over the racetrack. Down on the apron on the front straightaway still working the inside lane up alongside Tim Fidewa, Elton Sawyer and Steve Park a heavy traffic jam and Park goes around Fuller gets into him Park spins completely around cars scatter in all directions and miraculously there's no caution flag they continue on their way well now that could have been a big one there in turn one so Steve Park racing hard for the third spot gets con gets some contact turns around he will fall from the fourth position well back into the field we'll update that in a moment first let's follow that race for position that's going on behind the front two for third Peter went down low slides up in front of Wayne Grubb grabs the spot now Grubb's under attack from Jeff Fuller Fuller dives down to the inside almost makes contact in turn three Robert Presley goes wide opens up the inside now for Tim Fidewa he comes by to pick up a spot 
spot. That's the race for a fourth as they come to the line and complete 162 laps. Randy LaJoy leads. Elliot Sadler second. Tim Fiedewise third. Let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. 38 laps to go here at Indianapolis Raceway Park in the Kroger 200. Randy LaJoy, the man in charge, once again stretching out the lead. The great racing, though, is going on further back. Jeff Fuller, Wayne Grubb, and Elton Sawyer really duking it out. They're working for the fifth position. Again, the second-place man is Elliot Sadler. Tim Fidewa to third. Jeff Fuller is now settled in the fourth position. From fifth on back, that's Robert Presley hanging on to the spot as Elton Sawyer goes to work on him in turn two. Sawyer takes the outside lane, found nothing but the wall, so he checks up, dives down to the inside, gets a fender up alongside. Presley almost makes contact in turn three. Now as Presley tries to squeeze Sawyer up, they make contact. Now Presley slides up, almost makes contact with the wall, has to check up, and he'll lose three positions. Robert Presley not on the lead lap. He is 22nd position, a lap down to the race leaders, so the lead lap car is trying to get around him and race for positions among each other. A little bit farther back, Steve Park trying to make his way back up through the field after falling from 4th to 15th with that spin in turn 1 a few laps ago. He is on the lead lap, does not appear to have suffered any significant damage, though I wouldn't be surprised if he spotted the tires a little bit and the handling on his car might not be what it was a little while ago. Pretty hot race now between Wayne Grubb and Matt Kenseth for the 6th spot off 2. Kenseth peeks out of the inside, hooks the tires down there, almost on the apron, trying to get the advantage on Grubb. He didn't make it work, coming off the corner. He'll fall back in line to the tire tracks of Wayne Grubb. Kenseth again looks down to the inside for a chance to get by Wayne Grubb. Can't make it work. Also for third. A great race there. Tim Fidewa has the spot. Jeff Fuller is trying to get by him. Fuller taking the outside lane. Coming to turn two. Finds nothing there. Now as Fidewa changes lanes, drops down to block any attempt of Fuller to gain that position. Off of turn number four, those drivers come while farther back in traffic, Dale Shaw and Mike Dillon have a very tough scramble for the ninth spot. Trying to work their way around Robert Presley's machine that got shuffled out of line a little while ago. They clear him down to the inside. Got about another eight or nine cars, most of whom are on the lead lap, all bunched up for position right behind them. First of those is Steve Park. He'll get by Robert Presley. Now it's Bill Parsons' turn. Parsons now working down to the inside as Presley almost pops the outside wall in turn two. Presley slides by. Now Curtis Markham check that Tracy Leslie now will slide underneath Presley. Those cars now following a great race for the 10th position. That is Mike Dillon working there trying to hang on to the 10th spot. Buckshot Jones makes a move to the inside of him coming down the front straight away and looks again for a chance off two. Falls back in line though had no room to make the pass as he slides wide coming off the corner. Robert Presley still having problems getting off the corner now working back to turn number three. Beaten and banging racing going on from 12th position on back. Jason Keller with Steve Park, Phil Parsons and others all over his back deck now. About a dozen cars all bunched tightly there running for a spot in two. Steve Park almost pushing Jason Keller back through the turn. Keller's car washes wide, almost making contact with the wall. Park trying the outside lane on the back straightaway, but no room to make the pass. Steve Park again battling, trying to come back up after getting involved in that crash here a few laps ago. Following the car of Jason Keller down the front straightaway, this tucks in line, follows the tire tracks as they work back into turn number one. We're now following off the back bumper of about a half a car length. Now Park drops down to the inside, see if he can make an inside run on Keller. Can't do it. Now Park goes wide again, trying to find any advantage he can possibly find on Keller. All this great racing is going on for about 10th spot on back. The race lead is firmly in the hands of Randy LaJoy, who has 1.3 seconds on second place Elliott Sadler with now just 28 laps to go in the event.
21 laps to go for Randy LaJoy trying to win the Kroger 200 for the second consecutive year would be the first driver in the 16 year history of this event to win it back to back and only the second driver to have won it more than once. LaJoy has 1.2 seconds on Elliott Sadler. He's got Tim Fidoa close behind him trying to steal the second spot away though not close enough to make a move. A pretty good distance back of about a second to Jeff Fuller who is in fourth and now in traffic the second and third place cars get together in turn four. Elliott Sadler does a flying 360. Others pile in from behind. Jeff Fuller climbs the left rear tire of Sadler's machine. Fidoa gets away. Sadler gets away. Here comes Fuller away and the caution flag is waving for the 10th time in the Kroger 200. Elliott Sadler working hard trying to get that position going into the turn and he got that and more. Tim Fidoa involved there. Randy Porter also there. Jeff Fuller drove up on top of the Elliott Sadler car momentarily then landed back on the ground. He's got severe damage on his car and Fuller was one of the top five machines now shown in the fourth spot. Elliott Sadler had the second spot. Tim Fidoa was right behind him for third. Elliott it looked like had to check up for a minute in the middle of three and four because the lap car of Randy Porter was there and I think maybe just a little cross communication there over which way Porter was going to go. And when Sadler checked up, Fidoa nipped him from behind and around Elliott went, throwing a huge cloud of smoke up over the speedway. Jeff Fuller basically guessing which way the racetrack might be open in the split second he had to make that decision, guessed high. And when he got there, that's where Elliott Sadler's car was in the middle of the cloud of smoke. And with his right front tire, he climbed up over the left rear corner of Sadler's Phillips 66 machine. Fidoa gets away basically unscathed for Elliott Sadler and Jeff Fuller. Some sheet metal damage to their machines. And for Randy LaJoy, what was a 1.2 second lead is now gone. And the field bunched up behind him as the caution waves for the 10th time in the event. Fuller seemed to have get, uh, gotten the most damage from that incident as he came by us. There's a lot of sheet metal hanging off the side of his car and looks like a tire cut down. He now makes an appearance down on the pit road and his crew goes to work on that car and a tough break for Jeff Fuller who uh, had a very good run throughout the course of the evening up to the fourth position at the time of the incident. We talked about Jeff Krogh a while back and what a great run he was having. There was some good battling going on behind him. Some seven cars stacked up nose to tail and that's kind of where we were looking to see any kind of incident that may occur because some of those guys are making some bonsai moves to get by. But the accident occurs right up there in the heart of the pack in the front of the field as, again, Tim Fidoa, Elliot Sadler, Randy Porter, and uh, several others get involved in turn four. So the caution out for the 10th time tonight. Time for Joe and I to pick the winner of the Kraft Singles Craftiest Driver of the Race Award with Kraft Singles American Cheese giving $500 to a special charity in that driver's name. I was kind of looking at the uh, order of who maybe has advanced quite a bit from his starting position. Buckshot Jones started this race back in 39th, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, 35th position. I knew he'd taken a provisional back there somewhere. 35th spot, and he's in ninth position right now, having run up into the top 10. No particularly crafty pit strategy there on the part of his team to get him up there. He's just done it all on the racetrack by staying out of trouble and running hard, so that might be worthy of a, a craftiest driver of the race nod. With so many drivers being involved in incidents throughout the course of the evening to uh, come all the way up from the rear of the field and now be shown there in the ninth spot with 16 laps to go, I'll go along with you on that one. So Buckshot Jones will have $500 sent to charity in his name from Kraft Singles American Cheese as the craftiest driver of the race. Closing in on the finish now, 16 laps to go as the cleanup continues from the 10th caution in the event along pit road. 
Crews basically done with whatever work they're going to do, with the exception of those who are not going to be in contention for the win. Unfortunately, one of those will be Jeff Fuller, who continues to have his machine looked at after being involved in an accident while running in the fourth position in the closing laps of the race. Let's go there and get an update now. Well, he's been on pit road a couple of times, Alan. The damage concentrated on the right front. Looks like somebody took a can opener just in front of the tire and peeled that sheet metal up. It didn't come completely off as one piece is kind of sticking up in the air. They're still holding him on pit road, hoping to get him back out. It's not going to make it this time, making some adjustments to the right front of his Chevrolet. One to go is the signal from Carl Simmons, the official starter for the NASCAR Bush Series atop the starter stand, meaning we will go back racing with 14 laps left in the Kroger 200. Elliott Sadler, after having Jeff Fuller climb up over his left rear tire, has stayed on the racetrack and he has some pretty good sheet metal damage to the left rear corner of that car. Might even have that sheet metal rubbing a pretty good bit on that tire. We see a lot of smoke boiling from behind the machine as he works his way around the racetrack. So we don't know how much longer that is going to last, that situation with the sheet metal in the tire, but they are obviously willing to roll the dice and find out as we are down to the final 14 laps of the event. So Sadler will be second, with Tim Fito a third, Elton Sawyer now fourth, and Wayne Grubb fifth, rest of the top 10, Matt Kenseth, Jeff Krogh, Dale Shaw, Buckshot Jones and Mike Dillon. Others on the lead lap, which would go all the way back to 20th spot, include Jason Keller, Steve Park, Phil Parsons, Tracy Leslie, Nathan Butke, Mark Green, Danny Edwards, Glenn Allen, Lyndon Amick, and Dennis Setzer as we're ready for the restart. Randy LaJoy brings the field off turn four. Down to the start-finish line, the green flag waves, and the field comes to life. Charging hard into turn number one. LaJoy, Elliott Sadler works into the second spot. Tim Fidewa in third. Now trouble here in turn number one as three cars get crossed up. Dale Shaw gets around. Buckshot Jones involved. Phil Parsons. Tracy Leslie is involved. Mark Green and also Nathan Butkey. The caution waving on the speedway. They came into the corner about four wide again. We saw this earlier in the event. It resulted in a big multi-car wreck. It happened again. Somebody didn't get away well on the restart. And when they came down to the corner, those behind him trying to take advantage stacked up about four deep. The big loser looks like it's going to be Phil Parsons who made up a lap earlier in the event to get back into contention for a decent finish. The whole front end of the channel lock machine caved in as he tries to get away. Dale Shaw is able to drive away. Buckshot Jones able to drive away as has been Nathan Butkey. But we are under the caution flag for the 11th time in the Kroger 200. And all the cars involved there were lead lap cars. We just told you there were only 20 on the lead lap here with uh, now 13 laps to go. But uh, for Phil Parsons, Dale Shaw, Mark Green, and uh, Buckshot Jones, who we talked about battling well here in the closing stages of the race, now they've got some catching up to do if they are to continue at all. And for Phil Parsons, that looks very unlikely. Here he comes back down the start-finish line. The whole front end of his car is caved in, smoke boiling from the rear as the tires rub against the fenders. And it's been a long, hard night for Phil Parsons. So, caution flag waving for the 11th time in the event with 13 laps to go. Back for the restart to see if Randy LeJoy can win the Kroger 200 in a moment. Back at Indianapolis Raceway Park, the Kroger 200 under the caution flag for the 11th time, trying to clean up a stream of oil that has been distributed all the way around the speedway, apparently from the machine of Phil Parsons that received a significant bit of damage in the crash in turn one that swept up five, six cars anyway, all of whom have driven away 
but some of whom have received some pretty significant amount of damage. And so what happens here is the pace car continues to lead the field, and the cleanup work continues with quite a bit of oil dry being spread around the racetrack. Just joining us, Randy LaJoy started on the bush pole, led the first 91 laps, gave the lead up for a pit stop at lap number 92. Everybody else uh, on the lead lap except five cars came down pit road with him. Those five stayed on the racetrack in front of him. They included Wayne Grubb, who took over the lead at lap 93 and held it till lap 119 when LaJoy finally did work his way back around Grubb. And at lap 120, LaJoy was officially the race leader again and has held it to this point now at lap 190 with 10 laps to go in the event. We have a number of post-race awards we uh, pass out each week here on our MRN radio broadcast. We're just chatting about the fact that if there was an award for persistence or persevering, it would certainly go this evening to Tracy Leslie. He's yeah. been in a number of crashes and uh, as you mentioned Alan everything on that car has been except the roof right now it looks uh, really in bad shape he continues to run in 17th now in the lead lap the back end is caved in the front end is caved in the left side is ripped off the right side is ripped off the only thing that's left are the front and back windshields and the roof and I kind of didn't you know, had one of those things uh, cross my fingers that, well, maybe let's not say that on the air because you never know what could happen in the final <laughs> 10 laps. But, uh, boy, Tracy certainly gets the nod for persevering tonight after a very difficult evening and still being in position to have a halfway decent finish. He is on the lead lap and in 17th spot as we get inside the final 10 laps. For Randy LaJoy, all has gone his way thus far this evening as he continues to lead. Elliott Sadler's machine with the left rear fender kind of ripped up uh, in the second spot. Can he do anything with LaJoy over the final 10 laps with that damaged machine? Let's go to Pitt Road, see if we can find out. Look, Sandy Jones is crew chief. Sandy, you've had uh, you've got some damage to that car, and he's had a chance to run a couple of laps at race speed. How does he say the car is right now? Well, right now it's not too bad, Jim. The... Uh Phillips 66 Chevrolet Monte Carlo. Uh, we're running second. We're just trying to hold out and see if we can survive this thing. So you don't think you got anything for Randy? I doubt it. Not with the way we're tore up. So they're just going to try to make it the, these final nine laps, guys, around the track and try to get a second-place finish out of it. So Elliott Sadler hoping to get a points race out of it, if you will, just come up with some sort of a decent finish and maybe boost his position in the championship standings. He is sixth coming into this race. Let's take a swing now while we continue with the cleanup from a lot of the oil that was dumped on the racetrack uh, and uh, try to get this thing back under green to the final laps, which I fully suspect that we will for at least a few laps shootout anyway, and uh, vote the Luxair Cool Move of the Race Award with the MRN team giving votes uh, one apiece in the one with the most nominations, getting $500 from Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. Mike Bagley on the back straightaway. What do you think? Wayne Grubb gets my nomination. He got shuffled up into the outside groove and made contact with the wall while running second. He could have gotten shaken up, but he didn't. He's hung on and right now running in the top five. So Wayne Grubb gets my vote. Down to pit road, Jim Phillips. I'm going to go along with that move. He had every chance in the world to spin that car. He was scrubbing along the wall. People were going by him. People were pushing him. And he kept it in a straight line and still staying up in the top five. Wayne Grubb gets my vote. Winston Kelly. Well, by virtue of being able to see the uh, infield monitor here that they've got, I'm going to have to go with the Luxair cars. He squeezed around to the outside around Rick Fuller back about 50 laps ago when Rick Fuller got spinning in turn number one. So the Luxair car and Glenn Allen gets my nod. Joe, what do you think? I'm going to give an honorable mention to Mark Krogh. Uh, in one of the crashes here about uh, 20 laps ago, he made a great move to miss three cars that crossed up here in turn two. But I'm going to go along with Wayne Grubb. He did a great job and showed uh, experience well beyond what he has under his belt. So I'll go with Wayne Grubb. 
So uh, my vote, by the way, was going to go to Randy LaJoy for the move that uh, got him back the lead at lap number 120. He just is... He's been really cool all night with a good handling race car, and as he got back in traffic at the, after the pit stops and the five that stayed on the racetrack in front of them, those in the lead lap cars, he just picked his way through one at a time, caught him as he uh, got him, and made some pretty cool moves to get the lead back. But it will be Wayne Grubb, the young driver from Virginia, who will take home the $500 Luxair Cool Move of the Race Award tonight in Indianapolis as Grubb runs right now in the fifth position after starting this event back in the 31st spot. Cleanup continues with just a lot of oil dry being dumped on the racing surface here in turn one and two when Phil Parsons' car caught that retaining wall on the outside. They just uh, must have ripped the oil cooler or something out of it because they have just put a lot of liquid down on the racetrack there, and they are trying to sweep it up and get it all cleaned up so we can get back racing now. We've got seven laps to go. Biggest part of that oil was dropped uh, here between turns one and two, but Parsons did continue around the racetrack. And as a result of that, the oil trail led off turn two all the way down the back straightaway and up into turns three and four. So the stay dry has actually been laid around just about halfway around this racetrack. But the biggest part of it, again, where the crash happened between turns one and two, there they've put down uh, several pounds of the stuff, if not uh, close to tons. And now they're in the process of trying to sweep some of it up so we can get back under the green flag and not have a lot of slipping and sliding on the stay dry here in turn two. So working the caution flag as we close in on the finish of the event, it is Randy LaJoy and Elliot Sadler of the top two. Tim Fita was third. Elton Sawyer very quietly having himself a solid run in the fourth position in the Barbersall Ford. Wayne Grubb, the aforementioned young driver in fifth position with Matt Kenseth, Jeff Krogh, Steve Park, Buckshot Jones, and Jason Keller rounding out the top ten. Let's uh, tip the cap to Jeff Krogh. Young driver in his rookie season in the NASCAR Bush Series has taken a number of lumps and bumps. His best finish so far this year has been a pair of 20th place runs those coming at Richmond and Milwaukee. And after starting this race in the 37th spot, he is up in the seventh position and about to score his best career NASCAR Bush Series finish. Fighting it out uh, on a tough night of racing here at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Also, we talked about uh, Buckshot Jones coming from the rear of the pack, doing a good job. Uh, Mike Dillon's hung in there tonight. Danny Edwards Jr. posting a 12th place uh, run at the present time. And if he uh, continues to hold on to the spot, that would be his best ever finish in NASCAR Bush Series racing. And this is only about his fifth start in the series. Glenn Allen back in the 13th position. Lyndon Amick still hanging in there after getting involved in one of the crashes early on. He's still in the lead lap running in the 14th spot. And a call to Nathan Butkey as well. Still in the lead lap. He's in the 16th position. Members of the media covering the Kroger 200 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $250 to Tony Stewart. Plus a $250 donation will go to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets in the name of Tony Stewart. Tony involved in a little uh, bump with uh, Steve Park racing for 10th position at lap 44. Spun and caught the outside wall. Continued from that incident. Then swept up in a big multi-car accident that came out at lap number 141. The eighth caution of the race that finally ended his day. So Tony Stewart at a track he knows well. His... Uh, inauguration into the Joe Gibbs Racing Team stable. Not necessarily a very fun night for him here at Raceway Park in Indianapolis, but he gets the Goodies Headache Award for the evening. Now, because we're inside the final 10 laps, the restart is going to be a single-file restart with just the lead lap cars at the head of the field. And I believe when they come off turn four this time, they may get the signal that we'll go racing in another lap as uh, the uh, safety officials and pace car driver and so on continue to look over the racing surface and try and see if it is in raceable condition. And, in fact, the signal is being given. In one more lap, we will go back racing. 
So the restart will come with four laps to go, and it will be a four-lap shootout for Randy LaJoy to try and secure back-to-back -back wins in the Kroger 200. Going to be kind of a uh, similar setup to what we had last night for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Jimmy Hensley red led the entire race until right down to the finish. We had a three-lap shootout, and Ron Hornaday made a move after a crash had occurred in the very same spot between turns one and two. Hornaday passed with a lap to go to pick off the win. Jack Sprague went by to get second. Jimmy Hensley finished in the third spot. So we got a similar situation tonight as we get ready to go. It'll be four laps to go when they come back to the start-finish line. And here's the way they are set to run to the finish. 17 cars on the lead lap. Randy LaJoy, Elliott Sadler, Tim Fidewa, Elton Sawyer and Wayne Grubb. That's the front five. Matt Kenseth is sixth. Jeff Krogh is seventh. Steve Park is eighth. Buckshot Jones is ninth. And Jason Keller is tenth. Mike Dillon, eleventh. Danny Edwards, Jr., twelfth. And thirteenth, Glenn Allen is a wave off the restart. Lyndon Amick, fourteenth. Dennis Setzer, fifteenth. Sixteenth is Nathan Butkey. And Tracy Leslie runs in the seventeenth position. Those cars on the lead lap. Restart has been waved off as uh, something else was spotted on the racetrack that they have run out to pick up. Chip Warren, the official that holds the stop-and-go paddle at the end of Pit Road, ran all the way from his station at the end of Pit Road out to turn number one to take a look at the surface where the drivers ran through all the oil dry. And again, we've documented how much oil dry was put down. And uh, just wanted to get a look at what happened after the drivers ran through it for a lap. He has reported back to the tower that things will be fine. Turn them loose next lap by, and we are going to go green flag racing with what will be three laps to go in the Kroger 200. So the stage now set for the restart, and Randy LeJoy will just have uh, three more laps to try and score the win, and Elliot Sadler will have to make some quick moves if he is going to have anything to uh, get to LaJoy with because Randy has shown the ability to get away on the restarts uh, fairly well. He's had some big restarts tonight, uh, just about every time able to drive away at will. A couple of car lengths right away from the man sitting in behind him. Maybe, though, Elliot Sadler has saved a little something. Now, remember, Sadler has some damage on the rear of his car, on the left rear, and uh, that is where uh, one of the other cars drove up on top of him nearly in, uh, in one of the situations, uh, Jeff Fuller, that was, pulled up on him when they crashed several laps back over to turn four. There was some concern of possibly a fender rubbing there on the uh, tire. Most of that sheet metal has been pulled away, so maybe that will not be a problem. But Elliot Sadler, being the kind of racer he is, is hoping to make it three in a row after winning Myrtle Beach and St. Louis. He's in position to do it there in the second spot as we get ready for the final three laps of the Kroger 200. Pace cars on pit road. The lead lap cars now in single file formation at the head of the field. Lead lap cars, all 17 of them now, begin to work up through the gears. Green flag in time for the final shootout of the Kroger 200. Randy LaJoy gets away by a car length on Elliott Sadler, but not much as Sadler charges hard into turn one and is right up on his back deck. Closes in on race leader Randy LaJoy off of turn number two. Elliott Sadler now fades off about a half car length. Randy LaJoy tries to hang onto the race lead in turn three. Here they come now, working into turn four. LaJoy not able to get away that far from Elliott Sadler. Right behind Sadler, Tim Fidewa, then Elton Sawyer, the fourth place man. It's a four-car breakaway as they charge back into turn one. Inner single file coming back to the turn. Tim Fidewa in third, takes a look down to the inside of Elliott Sadler for second. Sadler moves over to block. His car bobbles for just a moment. Fidewa not able to capitalize on that as smoke boils from Elliott Sadler's car. Now Randy LaJoy starts to stretch out his lead. Two car links over a great second place battle. Elliott Sadler there still trying to hang on to the spot as the white flag is out. Tim Fidewa looks one more time for a chance to get by. For the final time, coming back into turn number two, Tim Fidewa pinches down to the inside, tries to get a fender up alongside Sadler. Sadler clips the wall, hangs on to the spot. Now as LaJoy leads back to turn three. 
They race for second behind him, but Randy LaJoy comes off turn number four, checkered flag in sight. The first man to win the Kroger 200 back-to-back -back is LaJoy. He wins the race tonight by one car length over Elliott Sadler. Looked like Elton Sawyer made a run on Tim Fidua for the third spot off the final corner and may have nipped him at the stripe with Wayne Grubb rounding out the top five and for Randy LaJoy, a dominant performance at Indianapolis tonight. Let's go to Pit Road. Well, Steve Bird, like I told you before, great strategy to great race car, victory lane. Hey, man, I just can't thank these guys at Base Motorsports enough. Uh, you know, they worked hard to get the pole in, try to win this race again to get that bonus. And, uh, you know, the Base Motorsports, uh, Chevrolet Monte Carlo, uh, FINA, Castle Springs Water, KTEC Motors, uh, everything's just working great for us right now, man. And uh, just hammer down and let's go to get this championship again. That's Steve Byrne, crew chief for Randy Joy, as he takes old Ellie Mae back out on the racetrack to make a victory lap. Well, how about a victory donut first <laughs> on the main straightaway? Delighting the crowd with a big roar, Randy LaJoy scores the win in the Kroger 200. LaJoy scoring the victory tonight after dominating the race, leading all but 20 laps of the event. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Back at Indianapolis Raceway Park, fireworks exploding over the back straightaway as Randy LaJoy climbs from his machine in victory lane. LaJoy scoring the win. Back to back, the first driver ever to do it in the Kroger 200, beating Elliott Sadler, who finishes second. Elton Sawyer, who nips Tim Fidewa at the line for third. Fidewa getting fourth. And young Wayne Grubb rounding out the top five. Victory lane shortly. First, let's go down and hear from some of the other top finishers. Elliott Sadler climbing out of his Chevrolet. Elliott second, first, first, and second. Just about made it three in a row. Almost made it three in a row. You know, we had problems there with a, with a lap call, about 20 laps to go. And, uh, my right front was rubbing, my left rear was rubbing, so all I wanted to do was finish, and uh, I was kind of glad the track was messed up. They gave us some extra caution laps, gave us some more time, and uh, just like to thank Tim Fidewa for driving me clean. You know, he could have took me out if he wanted to, but uh, that's great driving on his part. I'm just glad we can bring this Phillips 66 Tropotic Middle Chevrolet Monte Carlo home in second place. You know, we, Randy's beat us twice in the last five races, and we won the other two, so uh, we're doing pretty good. Definitely doing pretty good. Still one of the hottest drivers on the NASCAR Bush Series with another second place finish. We're looking for uh, Elton Sawyer. We'll get a comment from him in just a moment. So the uh, thoughts there of Elliot Sadler, who has finished second, first, first, and second in his last four races now on the NASCAR Bush Series. For Randy LaJoy, the victory tonight, his fifth of the season and his second at Raceway Park, the tenth of his NASCAR Bush Series career. Let's go down to victory lane and see if Jim Phillips is with the race winner. Well, Randy, I'll tell you, that car, it looks as strong as any I've seen all year long from the get-go. Yeah, when we unloaded this thing off the truck, uh, pretty much same setup we had here last year. We changed one sway bar. You know, the way this race team based Motorsports put put together this Chevrolet Monte Carlo, I got a I got a line around this place. I don't see a lot of guys use, and uh, it works it works great for me. It works great for this race car. Uh, Todd had a bad day. We need to open up. We all want to win back to back championships, and uh, we just got to keep this ball rolling, man. You said before that uh, one of the keys tonight was going to be when you pitted, made that pit stop, and it looked like it was at the right time. Absolutely right. You know, that's a, that's a call for the race team. We're just, uh, I'm just a wheel man, and uh, cautions, usually this thing goes a long time on the green, but, uh, you know, tonight we had a lot of cautions, and it definitely fell in our way. Uh, you know, we, we got behind uh, after our stop. A lot of guys didn't stop, but uh, we came back and, and, and won this thing. This is just awesome, man. Tell us about the pass that you took the lead back, though. It looked like you just had found that right spot on the racetrack and then took advantage of it. Yeah, I guess, you know, uh, trickle, you know, the outside is a preferred line here, and usually they got the lap cars on there, not the preferred line, but uh, they had them in the preferred line here, and uh, 
Trickle, I, I got to sneak up behind Trickle, and he was in a preferred line. I went by the 83 car. He's doing a great job. And, uh, you know, once I got out front, I knew if I'd just get a good rhythm going and, and keep keep the tires from spinning and not hitting the wall, <laughs> we were going to have a good night. And, uh, you know, K-Tech Engine does a great job and our sponsors. So, you know, I'm just happy to be driving this race car when, when it's as good as it is. You know, it was, it was cool tonight. Fifth win of the year for Randy LaJoy. And Randy will open up a considerable amount of points in this race on Todd Bodine after Randy wins the event and Bodine struggles through a fairly trouble-filled evening and finishes in 25th spot. Back to Winston Kelly. Well, with Alton Sawyer. Elton, looked like you just nipped him at the line. I bet you would have liked to have seen about five more laps. Yeah, I think Tim would have too. Uh, my hat's off to him. He really raced me clean there at the end, and, and I got to run up all four. He was trying to get underneath Elliot, and I was on the outside of him, and I said, man, I, just, I hope he knows I'm here because if he don't, we're going to have us a big wreck. But he's a good race car driver, and my hat's off to the whole base team. I mean, they got a, a pretty good setup for this racetrack and have two t teams right there in the top five, you know, that they need to really be commended. But I'm really proud of my race team. They had great pit stops. The car ran good all night. Uh, we missed all the wrecks and um, another top five. Another top five. Probably the big, busiest man on the racetrack the last few laps. Tim Fedewitt just about got around Elliott Sadler for second. But then you had to look behind you, and here comes Elton. Yeah, we talked about that right at the, at the end there on the, on the caution, what I should do. And we knew if I went, took, went to the bottom, we'd take a chance on giving up the outside. And, and, uh, but I, I was going for second, and, and uh, I, I could have settled for third, I think, pretty easily. Well, not easily. Elton was pretty fast. But uh, it was racing, a good race. And, uh, man, my team's really doing good. They had a great pit stop tonight and got us out in a hurry. And I'm just happy for Kroger, Kleenex, and Scott Brand Products. It was a, it was a pretty good night for base motorsports also. So... Uh, we'll, we'll take this and uh, go on to Michigan. Absolutely. No guts, no glory. He had to go for it. Elton Sawyer and uh, Elliot Sadler both tip of the hat to Tim Fedewa. Now time for the MRN Radio Pit Reporters to vote the Wagner Brakes Super Crew Award. Everybody giving a nomination and the team of the most getting $500 from Wagner Brakes. Jim Phillips, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go along with uh, Wayne Grubb's uh, crew. I mean, I think that that uh, move they made put him in the top five. The pit strategy to get Wayne Grubb out in some good track position early in the event. Winston Kelly, what do you think? Well, with an honorable mention to Jeff Hensley and them working on the uh, car, Tracy Leslie, who looks like a crunched-up beverage can. I'd have to go in the direction of Bobby King, Sammy Houston, the crew on Wayne Grubb's early pit stop. Got him in the top five. So the Wayne Grubb team will get the $500 from Wagner Brinks for the Super Crew Award tonight here at Indianapolis. Some early pit strategy to get their driver track position. Wound up with a good top five run, the best of his very young NASCAR Bush Series career. In fact, let's hear from Wayne Grubb now down in the garage. Wayne, well, I'll tell you, not too many young drivers come to this racetrack and come out with a top five. It was a great run for you. Congratulations. Thank you. I tell you, this Link Belt Construction Equipment team and Grubb Motorsports did an awesome job today. You know, we a little bit slow, messed up in qualifying, but we came out today in practice and picked it up a bunch, and we were, you know, pretty far back there. So, and we pitted early, you know, and the guys, they did an excellent job in getting me in and out of the pit. So that's who I owe it to, the guys on the team and Link Belt Construction Equipment. They did an excellent job all, all weekend. All right, tell us about the restart there when you got in the wall. I don't know what happened. I don't know if, because um, we pitted pretty early for fuel, so I was just riding around slow trying to um, conserve fuel. And then it's like, I don't know if I just had a little bit of stuff on the tires or a little bit of something was on the track, but I went into the turn and she didn't want to stick with me, but that wall caught me and set me back in place. So luckily I didn't hit it hard and kept the link belt construction equipment car out in the top five. He sure did. That's Wayne Grubb. 
And Wayne Grubb also led it halfway tonight, so he picked up the $2,000 Gatorade Front Runner Award as well. Matt Kenseth, the Ray Bestis Rookie of the Race, $600 to him from Ray Bestis for finishing sixth tonight. And earlier we voted Buckshot Jones, the Kraft Singles, craftiest driver of the race that uh, a short while ago. Take a look at the final running order in the Kroger 200. NASCAR Bush Series defending champion and defending winner of this race. Randy LaJoy picks up the win again here in the 1997 edition of the event. Elliot Sadler, the second place finisher with Elton Sawyer third. Tim Fiedel a fourth and Wayne Grubb came in fifth. Sixth was Matt Kenseth. Buckshot Jones was seventh. Steve Park was eighth. Jeff Krogh was ninth and Jason Keller tenth. Mike Dillon came in at 11th. Danny Edwards Jr. was 12th. Glenn Allen was 13th. Dennis Setzer 14th. Lyndon Amick 15th. Nathan Butkey was 16th. Tracy Leslie came in in the 17th position with Robert Presley in 18th. Joe Bessie 19th. Brad Teague 20th. Stevie Reeves was 21st. Jeff Fuller was 22nd. Randy Porter 23rd. Dale Shaw 24th. And Todd Bodine 25th. 26th finisher was Mark Green. Dick Trickle was 27th. Phil Parsons 28th. Hermie Sandler was 29th. Mark Krogh was 30th. Larry Pearson finished 31st with Kevin LePage 32nd. Joe Knott was 33rd. Tony Stewart 34th. Shane Hall 35th. Kevin Grubb was 36. 37th was Mike McLaughlin, Rick Fuller, 38th, and Scott Lagacy, first man to go out on lap three. He finishes 39th. Unofficially, the NASCAR Bush Series championship standings will be 150 points between Randy LaJoy and Todd Bodine. The official standings released by NASCAR on Monday morning. Randy LaJoy led 172 of the 200 laps in the event. Total of 11 caution flags slowed the race. There were... Two lead changes among two drivers in the race, and time of the event was 2 hours, 18 minutes, and 25 seconds. That is the race summary for tonight's Kroger 200. Next weekend, Motor Racing Network moves on to Watkins Glen International with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series for the Bud at the Glen, the annual visit by the NASCAR Winston Cup Series to the famed New York road course. Activity beginning Friday with Bush Pole qualifying, and we have the broadcast for you at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Next Saturday, the NASCAR Bush North Series takes on the 11-turn road course. Hope that you will be with us at Watkins Glen for that. And one week from tomorrow, we have live coverage of the Bud at the Glen for you at 12.45 Eastern Time. Tickets available at Watkins Glen International. NASCAR Bush Series off next weekend. They rejoin us in two weeks from today at Michigan Speedway in Brooklyn, Michigan for the Detroit Gasket 200. That is Saturday, August 16th. Also coming up on Motor Racing Network, the NASCAR Bush Series from Bristol, Tennessee, Friday, August 22nd. Darlington, South Carolina, Saturday, August 30th. Richmond, Virginia, Friday, September 5th. And Dover, Delaware on Saturday, September 20th. Ticket offices at all of those speedways open throughout the week. Make your plans to join us for upcoming NASCAR Bush Series events. Throughout the week this week, Ned Jarrett has the world of racing for you. Weekday mornings, we'll have the latest racing news on NASCAR Today weekday afternoons and talk to the stars of NASCAR racing Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time on NASCAR Live. Thank Mike Bagley for his coverage of the back straightaway tonight. Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly for their work in the pit and garage areas. And now for Joe Moore. Alan Bestwick saying so long from Indianapolis where Randy LaJoy has won the Kroger 200. MRN Radio, coverage of the NASCAR Bush Series has come to you from Indianapolis Raceway Park. Sponsored by Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Check out the Sears Die Hard website at mrnnet.com for details. By Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the cars more champions trust. By Wagner Brake Products. 
when it comes to your car or truck. Don't stop with anything less than Wagner Brakes. Buy 76 products, makers of 76 Racing Gasoline. Buy Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the official beer of NASCAR. Buy Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. In the heat of summer, the coolest sound is the comfort of your Luxair Central Air. Buy Kraft Singles American Cheese, every racer's favorite slice. Buy Lance. Hungry? Have a Lance Peanut Butter Cheese Cracker. It's not just peanut butter, it's peanut better. Buy NASCAR Filters, licensed by NASCAR, made by Wix. Coming soon to auto parts stores everywhere. Buy Track Auto. Get all the parts you need at prices you can afford. If you can find it on your car, you can find it at Track. And by WCW's Roadwild Pay-Per-View, Saturday, August 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Call your cable or satellite company to order now. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Assistant General Manager Mark Williams. Broadcast Engineer Manager Cameron Smith. Chief Engineer Harry Howard. Marketing Services Stephanie Ellis. Broadcast Coordinator Sandy Good. Affiliate Relations Cheryl Marzello and Peter DiGiorgio. Remote Operations David Brandt. Production Assistants Michelle Tomlinson and Robin Vandegraaff. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation.